It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on KXDS Santa Clara, 91.3 The Blaze. DSU Athletics is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now, it's time for DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 91.3 The Blaze, this is where you can find some Dixie State football. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jacob Zimmerman, your play-by-play commentator today. Today's matchup, Dixie State is on the road at Montana at the Grizzlies for yet another game on the season. If you haven't been up to date with Dixie State football, it's about time you do. So far on the year, an 0-4 start, but it's their first D1 fall scheduled Dixie State, new to the Division I FCS world. And so far this year, they faced Sacramento State, where they lost 7-19 in a close one. Weber State, it was 3-7 there at the end of the first half. And then the second half, things kind of got away from the Trailblazers. 41-3 is your final there. UC Davis beat up on Dixie 60-27, but that was Dixie's best offensive performance of the year. We saw Kenyon Oblad come in and take the starting quarterback job. And then last week, Dixie State was at South Dakota State, one of the best teams in all of Division I FCS, where they lost 7-55. to But after the first quarter, it was 0-0, and that was the best quarter Dixie State had played all year defensively. But now, on a 1 p.m. on a Saturday, this is rare that we have a day game like this, but they're at Montana. Montana is sixth in the nation in, the, in their last one. They lost a close one, a nail-biter, to Eastern Washington. And James, I'll bring you in. Welcome in my color commentator, James Guerin. James, we were watching this Montana-Eastern Washington game after we did the Dixie game last week, and we were blown away by the pass rush. That was the first thing we noticed. Kind of tell me a little bit more about Montana and get our listeners more caught up to date with Dixie's opponent. So, you're right, Jacob. The The pass rush was unbelievable. And we were, I, I was actually surprised that Montana ended up losing that game because, Same. you know, their pass rush was so ferocious and that. It just seemed like the Eastern Washington quarterback, you know, had a little Archie Manning in him and was running for his life, running all around, <laughs> trying to extend the play. Like, every single play, it kind of looked like Mahomes in the Super Bowl a little bit. So, I mean, if, if that's going to be the story tonight, uh, it's going to be a very, very long night for Dixie State because Montana does lead the entire big sky uh, with 18 sacks through four games. So they're getting over four sacks wow. a game. I mean, and anytime you, you can get that kind of pressure on a quarterback consistently, that's the number one thing that you have to game plan for if you're Dixie State. And that is against, so far... Montana has played number 20, Washington, who is in the FBS, the real Division One. They've also played Western Illinois, Cal Poly, and then Eastern Washington. So they've played some legit opponents where they've gotten those 18 sacks. But I kind of want to look at some Dixie stats on the year, kind of update you guys on what's going on. So they're averaging only 11 points a game on offense, and that is kind of where things start. The defense has been the better side of the football especially at the start of the year. But first downs are lacking. You're getting out uh, first down 76 to 97 on the year. 
the rushing yards have been the problem on the season. James, they only have 201 rushing yards. I think that is the total number compared to 1,067 allowed. So rushing yards have been the problem all year. The passing hasn't been perfect either, but I think it starts with the running game. Uh, Obviously, other team stats. Penalties, they actually keep it really close. They're about neck and neck in penalties, but time of possession, third down, pretty much all the stats you can look at, Dixie State is trailing. And that's going to kind of be the story of the season. We've talked about it in each one of these games, but we've been saying it. This is the good move for the program, kind of having a measuring stick, see where you match up against the best. I think it's the best move, and your recruits, the potential recruits, they'll get to see you on ESPN+, Plus, see you on TV. They're getting out there playing these legit opponents, and I think that is the best move for the program. Ahead, looking ahead on the Dixie State schedule, this Saturday, next Saturday, October 16th, 7 p.m., that game is versus Tarleton here in St. George at Greater Zion Stadium. It's their first home game since Weber State back on September 11th. So I know you've been waiting for it. you got to get your tickets and come on down to Greater Zion Stadium, or you can stay right here where you're at and listen on 91.3 The Blaze. We'll have the call for you. But then the homecoming game versus Stephen F. Austin will go down on the 23rd at 7 p.m., and that's an exciting one as well. Later in the year, they'll face Delaware, who's ranked 10 currently, and they'll face Sam Houston, who is the number one ranked team in FCS Division One. After that, they'll have Fort Lewis, who is a D2 school. Who that should be a really fun game to go to. And then they'll close out the first Division One fall schedule versus Missouri State. So an exciting year for the Trailblazers, where they really get to see how good they can do against the best of the best. But James... I believe you have some keys to the game for both sides. Let's hear them. So for Dixie State, uh, it's going to be, can you protect the quarterback? Whoever they decide to throw behind that line, they need to be able to protect them. They need to be able to give their quarterback four to five seconds uh, to make the right read and to make the right throw. And I know that's it's a lot to ask for. Um, so maybe we're going to start seeing a lot more of those slants like we were talking about yesterday on your show with Keith Davis. Uh, the slants were working, and yep. we might see that incorporated a lot more because you see it in the NFL, what beats a good pass rush? Slants, mm-hmm. screens, uh, a lot of uh, pre-snap uh, motion plays to kind of uh, read the defense a little bit better to see where exactly the holes are. There just has to be those little things that you have to do that you have to be aware of uh, to take advantage of a ferocious pass rush. So for Dixie State, my number one key to the game is protect the quarterback. Number two is get off the dang field when you're on defense. You can't afford... Now, keep in mind, I think I would rather have you go on a 14, 15 play drive, take up seven, eight minutes and score. I would much rather have that than, you know, boom, one play touchdown. Now yeah. you're down immediately, which Dixie State has done sometime, sometimes throughout the last couple of games. We've seen them very, very close, and then, boom, that third quarter comes, and then it's just like the rocket ship has taken off, and 
uh, kind of just makes Dixie feel like it's too far out of the game for them. And so they got to make sure that they uh, don't give up too many big plays. And James, before you get to those, the rest of your keys, something you mentioned, Keith Davis. We had Keith Davis on to my show, the Jacob Zimmerman show. That's every 7 p.m. on a Thursday. That's during the Thursday night football. We talk about that, talk about NBA, NFL. We had Keith Davis on, the second Dixie State athlete to come on my show. And that was pretty fun. That was a fun interview we got to do with him. We asked him kind of what's it like from a receiver's perspective on the year with this quarterback battle. And he did definitely mention how the battle is still ongoing. And you talked about how we could see any one of these quarterbacks. And you're right. We could see Oblad in there. We could see Tracy in there. And, hey, Willstead still wants to play quarterback. I know we're seeing him play some tight end, but who knows what we'll see from him. Yeah, and so, Jacob, I'm looking at the FCS uh, team defense, and I'm looking at rushing yards allowed per game. And Montana is ranked sixth in the entire FCS in rushing yards allowed games and have allowed eight rushing yards. Probably haven't played anybody. 75 rushes for eight yards in three games against them. (laughs) That's like video game numbers. But still, Montana with a really, really good rushing defense. And and so Dixie State, they're going to get challenged today, and it's going to really show um, if they're going to be able to make the adjustments, you know, when they're needed. Well said there, James. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln pregame show that we're doing, and we'll get right into the action for Jacob and James here on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer football just seconds away. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs, but then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org and begin your brighter future. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. the action here on 91.3. We are just seconds away from kickoff in Montana. The Grizzlies hosting the Trailblazers, your Dixie State Trailblazers. I'm excited for this one. We're seeing the ESPN Plus stream in front of us. We're getting ready for it to start. We're seeing some Montana highlights from last game, but they should be showing some Dixie highlights from last game. We are ready for this one. Me and James are pumped, excited, ready to see Kenny Noblad, Jalen Powell, guys like Quali Conley out there rushing the ball, Drew Robles, 
Maybe we'll see our man Keith Davis, who was on 91.3 The Blaze just a couple of days ago on my show, The Jacob Zimmerman Show. And with just a few minutes left, James, what kind of message is Paul Peterson telling his guys when they're on the road, they know what happened last week at South Dakota State, and they're about to face another top 10 ranked team in FCS. What do you even tell your guys? I think uh, from a player's perspective, uh, there's nothing more that you honor about a coach than if they're being real with you. You know, that's kind of like a code that you got to keep it real with you because I I respect that. There's nothing like a coach going out there when you know that, you know, it may not go in your favor and you're going up there and you're giving this unbelievable speech before (laughs) before the game. Kind of like how Lane Kiffin did an Ole Miss right after halftime. They said, Coach, what happened? He said, get your popcorn ready. And what happened? They got blown out. So, (laughs) I mean, there's nothing worse than looking like that. Um, But I think if. You know, I'm not saying like you know how the movies portray it, like the underdog. Okay, yeah, we're we're gonna suck. Just give it your bet. Like he's not gonna do that. Like he's not gonna be. Uh, what's the the Bobby Boucher coach in uh, Waterboy? Whatever that coach, he had no idea what he was doing, and he was just like, wait, the one that Waterboy. You couldn't understand a word he said. No, not that coach. That was the that was like the special teams coach. I'm talking about the head coach, like the wimpy guy. But um, no, where he just like gives this like, oh, I don't know what to do, guys. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to do that. Okay, he's still going to have a game plan. He's still going to, you know, try and come up with the best ways to beat Montana. Which I'm going to have to tip my cap to Paul Pearson. I don't know what he's going to do. You know, I'm looking at the defensive stats for Montana. They're getting yeah. to the quarterback and they're stopping the run. I just don't know how you can game plan for both of them. But hey, that that's why I'm in. That's why I'm here, and that's not. And that's why I'm not coaching a D1 program. That is why we are in here. We can make suggestions all day long, but I mean, like when we were interviewing Keith Davis, we were talking about kind of the offense, how things changed with Devin Osborne going down and. I know I mentioned how I think those those quick slants really favor Dixie State, and if they can get quick things going in the offense, I think it goes well. And I say I say the same thing every Friday when I do high school football on ninety seven seven. There's a couple of teams where I think their play calling is really smart, and I, there's some teams where I think their play calling isn't quite as smart because they're not utilizing their guys to their advantage, and they're not getting quick things opening up fast and. Dixie State, the slant route is open. Uh, they, they'll try the, the screens. And something you see a lot in uh, high school football is like these jet sweeps and stuff like that. But we are underway for a kickoff. And Dixie State is returning it out towards the 28-yard line. That's pretty good field goal position for Dixie State. Yeah, and uh, for Montana, I'm looking at the stats right now on kick returns average. Uh, They give up about 26 yards per return, and I believe that's roughly where Dixie State is starting from. And it looks like, is that Oblod? It is. He's starting again. So Tracy came in and threw the touchdown at the end of the game, last game. Here is Oblad in the pistol set. Here's the snap. The handoff. That is Robles with a gain of one. 
And yep, that's exactly probably the foreshadowing the entire script of the game right there. And, you know, Montana plugging up the holes, not leaving any room on the outside, and just a good defensive stop. Kenyon Oblad, four touchdowns, eight picks, 526 yards in three games on the year. Oblad, shotgun set. Robles to the left. Dropping back. Throws to his right. Cross the middle. Got a man. It's complete to number 13. That is Ricky Johnson. And that first down, you know, and he had time that time. The pocket was perfect. It was in that U shape. No one was in there. And he found the guy on the, it looked like it was a 12-yard in and got the first down. Kind of wrestled his way for a couple more yards, too. Here's the handoff to Robles. Robles making guys miss out across the middle towards the 49-yard line in to Montana State, Montana Grizzlies uh, field position. So nothing too complicated there. And it looks like they're going up-tempo here, trying to keep uh, Montana from substituting. That's something we haven't seen a whole lot in the year. Here's a deep throw from Oblad to the sideline. That ball is incomplete, intended for Keith Davis. And it looks like maybe he got away with a, with a light grab here, the Grizzlies defender that time. Uh, but it was a little overthrown, so maybe that's why the ref decided not to throw it. But it did look like for a split second that maybe uh, Keith Davis's wrist got held onto on that play. Unfortunately, we do not get a replay to break that one down further. And a third and six. 13-35 on the clock. Ball on the 49-yard line in Grizzlies territory. Here's the snap in shotgun. Oblat stepping up. And he is taken down around the line of scrimmage. That play made there by number 92. That's Jacob McGoran. And Jacob, we're going to keep a sack counter on this one today. And that's number one so yep. far. But... It was a good job by Dixie State to not do that in a three and out. They got a couple first downs. They showed a little bit of signs that, hey, you know, we can kind of move the ball against these guys. So um, we were looking at, we were. I was watching the Stanford game yesterday really quick, and they had 10 pos- uh, possessions on the other side of the field, 10 points. Hmm. So Dixie State getting a little bit over midfield and actually getting a good you say 10 plays or 10 possessions? 10 possessions. Oh, and they only had 10 points out of yes. that? Wow. Yeah, and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> now I know it's this It's been kind of a brutal thing. weekend. <laughs> of but course. Today, but today's going to be much better. Out onto the field, trotting out there is number 12, the quarterback. This is Chris Brown. Not the Chris Brown that you hear on the radio. This Chris Brown. Chris Brown dropping back. Throwing the out route that is incomplete, but a flag comes in late. Could be a PI on Dixie. Is it Chris Brown with a K, though? It is. Ah, uh, like the kicker. K Riss. So we see a player comparison. These are your impact players Chris Brown, the redshirt freshman quarterback of the Grizzlies, and Jalen Powell, the senior wideout for Dixie State. Jalen Powell having a good season so far. Now, that's weird that they're starting Chris Brown because coming into this game, Cam Humphrey was the leading passer with nine touchdowns, 722 Hmm. yards. Chris Davis, those stats are just from one game. So maybe we have an injury that we didn't didn't get. 
that we didn't hear about because this is their backup quarterback. Interesting. Say Humphrey's the guy? Cam Humphrey, yeah. Number two. Yeah, the redshirt senior. Yeah, I was wondering why there was a redshirt freshman yeah. starting the game. Interesting. So, looks like back of a quarterback in. So, yeah, probably an injury. Or you know what? Maybe, and maybe I'm over the top here, but no. maybe Montana no. looks at this no. game and goes, "Hey, no. we don't need to no. risk our starting quarterback getting injured." It's a possibility, man. I knew. I thought it for a split second too. It's a possibility. But, uh, That'd be another level of disrespect. Or just, hey, I don't want you to get hurt in this game that we probably won't even need you in. At least have him play the first two drives. I don't know. Maybe he has an ongoing injury that we didn't know about. Yeah. And maybe it was just like, hey, you know, we'll get you suited up and we'll put you in if we need you. But it's like, it's like what LeBron does. He might have something nagging him slightly. And then when they have. The Sacramento Kings up on the schedule. He's like, ah, it's it's hurting me. Same with Kawhi. <laughs> no, Kawhi is just every game, bro. He doesn't play back to back. And I don't know why the I don't know, game is not resumed. We're just kind of waiting here. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, it might have been like a ball placement issue, or maybe they're seeing if there's too many men on the field. I don't there see any flag. flag. There was a flag on the little was, out, right? It was really so, late, though. It was like a five-yard out route. And they're like looking at it. Maybe they're just seeing where the. Uh, I know Will Leota was there on the coverage. So it looks like there's no flag on the play. So they picked up the flag. I don't know why that took four minutes to decide, but play resumes. 12 34 on the clock in the first quarter. Score is 0 to 0. So ball on the 20 yard line. Montana. And a shotgun set, it looks like. Tight end to the right. Two tight ends motioning to the left. And here's the snap from Brown. Brown going to hand it off to his back. Back bounces outside and will pick up the first down. That carry there from your running back, Xavier Harris, also a freshman. Yeah, nothing special that time. He tried to go up the middle, saw nothing there, so he bounced it to the outside. And that's just being a patient runner that time, you know, following your blocks, even though the lane wasn't there that was supposed to be there. He still made something out of it and making it into a first down. Here's first and 10. Ball thrown to the flat. And across the 40 is number six, Keelan White, picking up the first down for the Grizzlies. And this is something that Montana is going to do all game long. They're going to take these underneath routes. They're going to expose this man coverage. And no one on the flat that time and no one out on the left side of the field. So an easy 15-yard gain for Montana. So back-to-back plays with first downs. James, do you know if uh, 13 is their starting running back? Harris? Uh, the he handoff is. to Harris. He is. So he, so he started... He's gotten all the snaps. He's got most of the rushes. It's 42 to 36 coming into this game. So uh, the big difference, though, is Harris is averaging 6.3 per carry, uh, and Isaiah Childs is averaging 4.2. The reason I ask you that is because we noticed the freshman quarterback who's not the starter on the year, and I'm like, are they doing the same thing with the running back, too? Yeah, no. Harris averages 88 yards a game. 
Bit of a pistol set with a fullback to the right. Here's the snap from Montana. Here's the handoff. And breaking free and then tackled from behind. There is the gain of a couple from Xavier Harris. And Harris was able to make a guy miss. It looked like it was going to be a minimal gain, and then he just made that last minute kind of look like a sidestep almost. So he got a couple of yards to what looked like it was going to be just a one-yard gain. So Montana, the gray helmets out there in the red. Here's the snap. A screen to the wide receiver, and that one is going nowhere. Several white Trailblazer jerseys in on that play. That's Livingston Powagofi. And sometimes you guess right. You know, it's like taking a gamble at a casino. You just put money on a random number and hope it hits. And that time, they came with the blitz. They came with man coverage, and, and it paid off. So that was a good defensive play. It's a good job by the D-line recognizing the offense let him by too fast. And here's a run out to the outside. Finally broke free and picked up the first down. Kind of bounced outside and found a hole there at the last second. And kind of limping now on the play after the carry is Isaiah Childs. In Montana did a really good time, uh, really good job that time sealing the edge out on those outside linebackers and the edge rushers. And that's the second time we've seen now Montana run to the outside and sealing the edge. So keep looking for that. And Isaiah Childs hobbling off towards the sideline. Hope he's all right. Here's the snap. In the shotgun, the throw across the middle. It's complete for a gain of five. That ball from Brown to Samuel Akam. And just a simple route that time. Taking what the defense gives you. Had time back there again. Finds the guy underneath. Nothing wrong with a five-yard gain. And a good tackle from your safety, Darius Nash. Second and three. 9.20 on the clock and counting. Here's the counter. And that will be good for a Grizzlies first down run there once again from Xavier Harris. And again, Harris going up to the middle of the line that time, trying to find that lane, then quickly makes a cut and gets a good chunk there again. So Harris not just getting big lanes, but making guys miss. So a first down here for the Grizzlies well into Trailblazer territory. They're in the red zone. Plenty of time. The ball is popped up in the air on a sack. And it looks like Dixie State has it. We're going to wait for the call from the refs to see what it is officially. And I think Tyrell Grayson got the tip. And the Trailblazers have recovered. And that is crazy, Jacob, because right as that play was happening, I was pointing to the top of the end zone. Dixie State got burned on a corner route, and he was wide open in the corner of the end zone. But Dixie State, who is that flying That's in? That's Tyrell Grayson on the sack. The ball popped up into the air, kind of got the helmet on the elbow, and that one was recovered by Cyrus Webster. Cyrus Webster was your defensive player of the game for Dixie State last week. And just a huge play for Dixie State. So who knows? Maybe they came to play, but hey, 
we've kind of seen this story the whole season. They come out strong in the first half, yes. and then something happens right before halftime. It gets out of their reach. <laughs> so we're going to see if Dixie State can capitalize on this turnover. Couldn't have said it better myself. We'll take a break when we come back off of the Trailblazers' takeaway. I've barely been able to say that all year. Off of the takeaway, the Trailblazers will be on offense when we come back on 91.3 The Blaze. Ranger Station. Hi, um, I want to report a bear sighting. Location. My front door. It was Smokey Bear. My husband was burning leaves in the yard. He just came inside for a second. Never leave a fire unattended. If it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. Smokey said that too. We go way back. I knew him when he was just a cub. How cute. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting, as in Smokey Bear. We were about to head home after a bonfire, and Smokey said the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? No kidding. I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. Kidding. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. What's up, St. George? Did you know there's a Dixie State football game going on right now? That's right, but it's not here in St. George at Greater Zion Stadium. That's right, it's at Montana. The Grizzlies hosting the Trailblazers on a Saturday, a day game. We're used to seeing these start at 7 p.m. local time, but nope, 1 p.m. local time is your start. And 20 minutes into the ball game, Dixie is doing well. There's a good shot of Paul Peterson on the sideline and Kenny Noblad, Drew, Hanley Robles ready to take the field. So they're back on offense following the turnover. Dixie State got a takeaway. And here's the snap in the shotgun. The handoff to Robles. Robles bouncing outside, staying up, and then finally is knocked out of bounds. So that's a good sign right away, getting a positive run that time. So you put yourself in a very easy and manageable second and medium. And he broke a couple tackles, took it to the outside, and that's what Dixie State's going to have to do if they want any kind of success on the ground today, being able to break at least a couple tackles. Here's the snap and the pistol set, the handoff to Robles again. Robles with room, and out across the 35, falls forward for a trailblazer. First down. And looks like a pinball on a pinball machine over there, just bouncing off of defenders left and right and and kind of 
muscling and turning his way to a first down, but that was a good block that time on the right tackle for Dixie State. I'll bring up his name right now, number 69. Oblad facing pressure, steps up in the pocket, and I believe he will gain a yard on the play, but he sure took a beating on that one. It's going to be painful off with that nice seal out on that last play, but that time the offensive line not so friendly <laughs> to the quarterback as they see their quarterback get taken a bad hit from behind, and I can't believe that that isn't any sort of unnecessary roughness. Ball on the 37. Trailblazers second and nine. Here's the shotgun. Oblad throws it. Ball is complete. That one complete to Ricky Johnson. And the slants, Jacob, that's what I was talking about in the pregame is Dixie State and and their ability to be able to convert on the slant, and we saw it again there. So already Ricky Johnson with two grabs. On the day, we haven't called his name a whole lot on the season. He's kind of been that fifth receiver on the squad. And with guys like Devin Osborne out, him being that wideout spot, he's been stepping up. Here's the handoff to Robles. Robles out across the 45. Another good pickup. And the Trailblazers' running game is surprisingly looking really good, James. I think the focal point this week was that offensive line. Dixie State knows their struggles in the run game, and they knew exactly how good Montana was in the run defense. So game plan number one was, how are we going to be able to make lanes for our guys? And so far, we've been able to see that. Man in motion in the backfield. That's Conley. The throw to Conley in the flat. Conley across. Got the first down and more, and he'll be bumped out at the 36. And a nice little screen to the far side that time. He got a nice block from one of his fellow receivers, and that play wouldn't have been possible without the seal of, I think it was their tight end who was out there as well, number 86, uh, Cade Veach, 6'7 freshman. So he gets out there, makes a lane for his fellow receiver. Here's Oblad. And take the snap, rolling right. Here's the throw on the run, and that's complete to Ricky Johnson. Bouncing off the tackle, and he will be knocked out at the 32. Maybe Dixie needs to play some more day games, Jacob. This is a very well-put-together drive so far. Both two drives. Two drives. The first one stalled out at midfield, but this one now looks a little more promising. Here's Oblad. Hands together. He claps. He gets the snap. Here's the handoff to Robles. Great hole, and he will be knocked down at the 16-yard line. James, you could you could have drawn a truck through that thing. I could have ran through that hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't ran a 40 in years. But look again on the outside. It's Panlioff, number 69, getting a pancake block that time. Maybe there was a stunt or something on the D-line because that hole is just too big. Look at that record. 101 and 27. Bobby Hawk. He's been there a while. He's won a lot of big games. Oblad in the shotgun. Throwing to the end zone. He's got a man. Oh, he had Keith Davis, who could have had his first Dixie State touchdown, who we asked him about on my show. He's smiling on his way back. He knows. He knows. But, Jacob, I got excited. 
because my quarterback instincts came into play. I used to do that pump fake shoulder action all the time, and, and I knew exactly oh. what was going to happen, and he burned him, but just overthrown that time. I think Oblad got a little excited there and put too much muscle underneath it. We had Keith Davis on my show, the Jacob Zimmerman Show, 7 p.m. Thursdays, and we asked him, what would it be like? to get your first touchdown as a trailblazer. He said he'd be excited. He wants the team win, though, first, and there he almost had it. And we would have been hyped for him. Oh, that would have been crazy. The run to Robles. So another four-yard gain. Kind of get back your composure. Kind of settle down a little bit. You, you know, something I wanted to mention is I was calling the Snow Canyon game for high school. If you follow Region 10 High School, You'll know what I'm talking about. Pineview was at Snow Canyon. Snow Canyon doesn't run the ball, but they have a ton of little run-like plays, a lot of quick passes that looks like Dixie State has been picking up on. And here's a good run from Robles getting down inside the five. Man, this has been a completely different Dixie State offense. And I like the play calling. There's been more runs, kind of more things going off tackles, some zone action, uh, quick Quick passes, quick slants, and a rare shot at the end zone. And They're mixing it up right now. I think Montana doesn't really know exactly what Dixie State no. is going to run. So, keeping them on their heels. And here's the handoff to Robles again. And that one, the Grizzlies were ready for it. So, this is what separates good teams from great teams is can you be efficient in the red zone? And... Uh, so far, for Montana's defense, if you were to look at their red zone scores, so far they are 8 for 12. So they give up, out of 12 possessions so far, they've given up 8 touchdowns in the red zone. So not a great red zone defensive percentage, but not, Say not that's about horrible. Average. Oh, they're 6 for 12. Sorry, they're 8 Here's for the 12. throw, and that's intercepted. The Grizzlies in the end zone take it away. That pick there from your junior corner, Justin Ford. And I said a terrible joke a couple weeks ago when we had Martin in the studio, and I'm not going to say it again, but you can't do that to yourself in situations like this. You're three yards away from the end zone. Exactly. Shooting yourself in the foot. You can't do that in situations like this. It's just not the key, it's not the, the key to success here. And, that's an absolute... James, I blame you. You jinxed it. You were talking about the Montana red zone defense. And sure enough, a trailblazer stumbles on their slant route. And just like that, a turnover. So not really Oblad's fault, but an unfortunate turnover there committed by Dixie State. We'll take a break. When we come back, Dixie gives the ball right back to Montana where they'll take over from the 20-yard line. You're listening to Dixie State Football here on 91 Through the Blaze. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 
Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi, I'd like to report a bear sighting, as in Smokey Bear. Continue. I was burning yard waste. He told me to remember that if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. You know, 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. I know that now. As usual, the talking bear gets all the credit. Always burn responsibly and contact your local fire department for open burning regulations. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ag Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Are you facing foreclosure? Then come down to Megalo and Partners. We're a mortgage rescue company, and we can help you keep your house. Provided you submit to our plans for galactic domination. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you're facing foreclosure, talk to the right people. Speak with HUD-approved housing counselors free of charge at 888-995-HOPE. Brought to you by NeighborWorks America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin, we're on the call for you for Dixie State football. They're on the road taking on the Grizzlies of Montana. And here's a run that'll pick up five as Montana starting their drive from the 20-yard line. If you are just joining us, the Trailblazers have had one solid drive and they had a one really good drive. They got all the way down to the five-yard line after a takeaway, a sack from Tyrell Grace and fumble recovered from the Cyrus Webster and the rest of the Dixie State defense, and they couldn't convert. A throw on a slant route was intercepted in the end zone. Oblad had a man, but the receiver stumbled, and Justin Ford got the interception. So two run plays so far on the drive from the Grizzlies. Two run plays from Xavier Harris, your running back. And he kind of stumbled on that last one. So this is going to be third and manageable for the Grizzlies. And potentially, the Trailblazers could force a three and out. And third and six. Ball on the 24. Shotgun set. Running back to the left. Here's the throw to the sideline. And that ball is high and incomplete. And Dixie State... Just like you said they needed to, James, gets off the field. Get off the damn field, not just get off the field. (laughs) That's not just an ordinary three and out that they just did. That's a massive three and out because you know why? That follows an interception. And anytime you get a swift change of momentum and then you stop it immediately, it's bigger than I think people realize. So I said the first quarter against South Dakota State was the best quarter Dixie State has played this is so far topping that and that punt return 
We'll pick up just a few. Ball will be on the 30-yard line where Dixie will take over on offense. And I do it every game. It's time to take a peek at those live stats. I love them so much. Actually got to have a few of those last night for high school, rarely enough. But anyways, tonight, so far, Kenny Noblad, 4-7, yards. Has the pick. That's 57% completion rate. Robles has been moving the ball really well in nine attempts. Has 46 yards. That's an average of 5.1. And then Ricky Johnson leading the way for Dixie State receiving. They got three grabs and 37 yards. And then those team stats, total yards. Dixie State, 92. Montana, only 62. Something is in the air, folks. Who knows what we'll see in the rest of this game. We've got time and possession favoring Dixie State, 756 to 540. Turnovers, one apiece. So that's all evened up. And then your third down. Grizzlies are 0-1 on that last third down attempt. Had a throw to the sideline a little too high, and that would force the punt. Dixie will take over on offense in just a sec on the 30-yard line, and they are 1-2 of on third down. So third down, time of possession, your turnovers, your first downs, all these are really key stats, and if Dixie State can stay ahead in those categories, they might stay ahead in the score column. So a reminder, you can catch next week's game here at Greater Zion Stadium. We'll have the call for you here on 91.3 The Blaze. I'll be right back here, same time. Well, different time, 7 p.m., but the same place. That one is on October 16th, next Saturday. Waiting for things to get back going. Tyrell Grayson had the key sack so far in the first. Livingston Pagofi with the sack as well. You see the fans hyped for this one in Oblad and the troops in white and red jogging back out onto the field. So Robles will take a breather at running back. Number seven, Quali Conley, the younger guy, is in to take the first snap. And this is going to be kind of key for Dixie State. If they can get two running backs to have this kind of success that we're seeing so far, that's even going to give them even more credibility to make things kind of hard for them to watch out for. And that is Cade Veach. I believe. 86. No, that's Jay McEwen. Excuse me. Jay McEwen there on the grab. Picks up about seven. It looks oh, like he actually might have dropped it right there. It looks like it came out for a split second. They might review that. Nope. They're, they're gonna, not going to look at yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to say it's incomplete. Jacob, I don't know why I haven't noticed this before, but Panlioff on the right tackle is just mauling people over there. 
He's pushing guys around. He's getting pancake blocks. What's his number? Number seven or uh, number sixty-nine. Panlyoff. Cannon. Panfalov. Panfalov. Six six two six. He's a freshman. Yeah, and he's out From there, Roy. and he's moving people around over there, and I'm impressed so far. Uh, just just from that guy alone, I mean, he's been making some huge blocks so I'm gonna far. I'm going to take an eye on him. And here's the drop back. Well protected. Throw on the slant. Diving grab. And they're going to say it's a catch from Ricky Johnson. So just a couple yards at that time. And still looks like it might not be enough. Was that third down? Low throw there, and we're going to have to see a measurement. I think it was, but he was down at the 38. Ricky Johnson getting a lot of involvement so far. I'm guessing he had some really good practices here in the past couple of weeks. It's going to be a punt. The Trailblazers will punt. They were short of the first down. This one is returned from the 12, and he's wrapped up at the 21-yard line. And there's the flag. I knew it was coming in. Do we know what this is on? It's going to be... Was that not a flag? That looked like there a is. yellow... There is a flag. That... And that is going to do it for the first quarter. We'll see what that flag was after the break. When we come back, the Grizzlies will take over on offense and try to get things going. So far, your score, Trailblazers, zero. Grizzlies, zero after one. You're listening to Trailblazer football here on 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I'm in almost every school bus in classroom. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me. We are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Dustin Lynch. You don't have to listen to country music to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you just can't control, like your girlfriend running out on you with your best friend. But there's some drama that you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and start moving towards a brighter future and even your college degree. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer Nation, are you as excited as I am? It's 0-0 after the first quarter. We're hanging in there with a top team in FCS Division I play. In Montana, the Grizzlies aren't able to get away from the Trailblazers just yet. We're hanging in there. The defense has been playing well. The offense has been moving the ball. And I want to welcome in 
We have a third member of our team, Price Morris. Price, you've been watching alongside with us. What did you see there in the first quarter? Are you impressed? I am very impressed. I am very happy. And what I've seen is, honestly, the offense has been playing very well compared to the other weeks. And yeah. our rushing game, our rushing game is doing very well compared to any of our other games. Drew Robles has been rushing, doing amazing. Our offensive line is making some amazing holes for him to go down. And Ovid has been throwing pretty well, getting those slants, getting screens, like we said. And our our defense is getting off the field. And our defense is showing up, getting a sack, a key sack in the... And a key uh, fumble in the red zone uh, later in the no earlier yeah. in the first quarter. So we have been playing very well. Our defense has been uh, standing up, doing some key third downs. Um, they have. So Ricky Johnson has probably been very catching a lot, and I'll say Drew Robles is probably our standout player in first quarter. I have to agree with you there. Robles is impressing me. I haven't seen him move the ball this well so far on the season, but he is doing grace. That's Price Morris, everybody. Price, we'll come back to you soon to get your thoughts here in just a sec. But the Grizzlies are taken back over on offense as they got Chris Brown back there in the shotgun. Motions for a man. Here's the handoff. Xavier will pick up a couple, and that pile falls backwards. So Montana not really playing how we've seen them play this year. and Looks like it's the end of the quarter. Okay, maybe they need one more play to go to the end of the quarter. So I'm catching the end of this. Yeah, let's, let's talk Miss, about a more exciting game going this on. This right Ole Miss now. Arkansas game, it's 52 to 45. They're on the six yard line. There's one second left, and Arkansas needs six yards to score. And it's tied? It's, it's 52 to 45. Arkansas has one second left to try and send this game into overtime. They're on the six yard line. So my game last night I was at, it was mm-hmm. the same situation as you have, and it was 1.5 seconds left, and Snow Canyon had about 25 yards to go, and they completed a pass, a buzzer beater, to set up a two-point conversion that led to overtime. Then when they got the ball first, after a Pineview score, they scored and then went for two and won the game. So very similar situation there in your game, James. But back to the real he game. It. He caught it. It's going to overtime. Unless they go wow. for two, he caught the touchdown. Let us know You're on going that. for two. And here's the handoff from Xavier. And Xavier Harris will pick up oh. two yards on the carry. So they're going for two, James. They're huh? going for two to go for the win on wow. the road against Ole Miss. So. This is just SEC football for you right here. I mean, this is insane coming down to the wire. No time left on the clock. Triple zeros, and they're going for two. This is an exciting ending right here. Holy crap. So they showed a graphic on screen, James, and it had some key injuries, and it kind of went away before I got a good look at it. But I think it said quarterback, 
wide receiver, and then somebody else. So Montana is without a few of their key players, and it looks like they would have lost those guys last week against Eastern Washington. And in the pistol set, the snap and the toss to the running back. There is Xavier Harris picking up a good chunk of yards. And again, the outside got sealed. The running back was able to take it to the outside once again. And they're getting success with that early and they're getting it often as well. Chris Brown, second a man in motion. Pistols set, just like Dixie's date. Here's the throw, and that one is complete for a first down. That'll be right along the marker. That grab there from your wide receiver, Samuel Akum. And a good throw, good catch, and even better defense that time. And he was on him that time. He didn't really give him that much room, just beat him on the inside cut was just enough space to allow himself to get to that ball. Devin Perkins on the tackle, preventing anything more than just the first down. So they go for two, and they miss it. Dang. Rolling out is Chris, and he is tackled for pretty much no gain there by Darius Nash. (laughs) So, yeah, one-point win for Ole Miss. They go for two. They miss it. Game over. Ole Miss wins by one. Who went for two? Arkansas did. Were they both ranked? Yeah. Arkansas was 13. Ole Miss is 17. So wow. it's a small upset. Keep us updated on the uh, the Texas game. Yeah, that game is tied now. 41-41. Here's the snap in the shotgun. Looking left. Got a man open. And... A stiff arm, and he'll bounce out for a gain of eight or nine. That ball complete to your tight end. That's Cole Grossman. So it's 48-41. Oklahoma's winning with four and a half left, and they have the ball. So it's just been a complete meltdown by Texas in the second half. I mean, Rattler got benched. Then he came back in. and Big 12, man. What is it about the Big 12? What's with all these defenses today? Not <laughs> They're giving up a bunch of points. I mean, 103 from SEC schools combined. Now, now you got 89 between some Big 12 schools. And then you get games like we're calling where it's 0-0. <laughs> hey, man, I'll take it. Trailblazers are in this one. I'm, I'm trying to see Dixie get their first Division One win in school history. And so far, they're hanging in there. 11-30 in the second quarter. And Dixie State forces a fourth down and two, and they will punt. So Dixie State's defense hanging strong. I think the defense has played well kind of all year. There's been some games where they've let things get away from them like UC Davis, like SDSU. You could say Weber as well there in the second half, but I have been very impressed with how Dixie State has played so far, and I hope the offense 
can put some points on the board. When we come back, the Trailblazers will take over on offense. Jacob and James here bringing you Trailblazer football on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer Nation, we got a close game on our hands. Welcome back in football action on a Saturday. Every Saturday you can catch Trailblazer football here with me, Jacob Zimmerman on 91.3 The Blaze. So far, let's look back at those live stats. Always love to go to those live stats. Kenny Noblat, 54 yards in this one, 5-9. He'll get a chance to improve on that here in just a sec. Robles moving the ball well with 46 yards on the ground. This is already one of the best rushing performances we've seen from Dixie State on the year. And then Ricky Johnson, four grabs, 45 yards. He's kind of emerging in this game as another star receiver for the squad. And the total yards, almost dead even, 196. Looking at those third downs, it's one and three each. How about time of possession? Dixie State, 920. Grizzly 919. So everything is locked dead even. And whoa, Cody Willstead's in the game at quarterback. Look at this, James. Yeah, it's been a couple games. Nothing happened with Oblad so far. He's going to overshot it. Watch this. going to throw it deep. <laughs> he was <laughs> excited for that one. And that one uh, just slightly high on the throw. Yeah, you knew that he was going to have a little bit extra on this first pass back after a couple of games and no touchdowns, two picks, 52% completion percentage. So it's been kind of a rough start for Mr. Wilstead. There is a current ongoing quarterback battle in this game, even though it's a tied game. So second quarter, 114, excuse me, 11-14 on the clock and that throw in the flat with Robles. He'll be knocked out of bounds at the 20. And they tried to go for the receiver screen again, this time on the near side, but did not get the seal uh, from his, I think it was a running back that time who was out there on the block, but he didn't seal it for him. That was Michael Moten, and you so know, receiver. Don't, don't rule out us seeing Kobe Tracy next drive. I mean, <laughs> we could see a different quarterback each drive for the Trailblazers. Keith Davis telling us earlier in the week on 91.3 on the Jacob Zimmerman show that 
the quarterback battle is still ongoing in practice. And here's a throw into the flat. That one a little high for Robles. And going from six seven to six foot, maybe a little too much to ask for to make that adjustment. Because the release point for Cody is just so much higher than everyone else's. It is. And it's coming, you know, six eight, six nine. You know, by the time he releases it, Robles is six foot. I think that's kind of generous that they listed him at that because he looks kind of small out there compared to everyone else. So, and here is a low snap on the punt, but that one is off. It's a good deep high punt. That one oh. finally down towards the twenty-four yard line, and the Grizzlies returner tripped, and that'll set up not the best field goal position for Montana. But interesting, we'll keep it here. Interesting decision there, James, to go to Willstead. I don't think that would be a call I would make because if it's a tie game still, obviously there was a pick there thrown by Oblad, but in my opinion, that wasn't really his fault. The receiver kind of tripped on the route, and that's why the corner got the pick. And so they had great success moving the ball. Sure, it was... A lot of it was with the run game, but I think you kind of got to stick with that. And I was really surprised to see Cody Wilson come into the game there in a close game versus Montana. Maybe that's not a call I make, but Paul Peterson thought it was the move to go with. He, they're trying to do anything to get this offense moving, James. And I, I respect that they're at least trying a bunch of different things. You know, they're not just throwing the same game plan out there week in and week out and just hoping it sticks. They're they're switching things up, which is awesome. You want to definitely see that in the program. But this early into the game when they're not even down, I, I'm i not sure why they made that call. James, would you... Do you think you would have made that decision too? Well, if you're Montana and you're you know trying to game plan against Dixie State and you're going through walkthroughs, you're, you're trying to you know, set up a scout offense that kind of replicates what Dixie State does. And you can't really focus on one too much because we're seeing it right now. You have no idea who they're going to put in. So, yeah, they they maybe had an idea that Oblad was going to start, so maybe they game plan for him. But, you know, not every quarterback on this team is, is the same kind of style, right? So I feel like they're kind of similar, though. I mean, Oblad has stepped has showed he could step up in the pocket a little bit against this Montana pass rush. We haven't really seen them unleash it, and they probably will here soon. But if they start blitzing against Willstead, Willstead's not a guy who's going to scramble away from anybody. He's he's 6'7", he's not super quick. But he can beat you with his arm for sure. And so we're just going to have to see what happens in this one and what Dixie State's game plan is. Their offensive line's looking a lot better than expected. And we'll have to see if that continues. This is kind of around the point where I don't even want to say this, but this is kind of around the point where things start to fall for Dixie State. They'll keep it close in the first quarter, kind of have it bleed there into the second. And then things kind of start to get away from them there. And just not a lot of offense from either side as of recent. And this is going to be a big possession from the Dixie State defense. And here's a deep throw from Montana. That one intended for Acom. That looked like it actually hit his shoulder pad. 
but that nevertheless is good coverage from Devin Chandler, your corner. And yeah, try to squeeze that one into a tight window that time close to the sideline and almost got it to go down. So, you know, Dixie State showing a little bit of aggressiveness and not just, you know, five, six-yard slants and, and running the ball. They're taking some shots. Excuse me, Montana is taking those shots. So a little run for a couple right there. And Dixie State so far doing pretty good against the run as well. They're not, you know, creating these huge, or they're not getting in these huge lanes and, and letting Montana just run all through them. James, you had me seven. When we come back, Dixie State will be on offense. Will we see Wilstead? Will we see Oblad? Will we see Kobe Tracy? You never know. That's how exciting Dixie State football is. Don't go anywhere here on 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3, The Blaze. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much. For, for taking, taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot. For leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And, and now, now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom. For taking you to your therapies. For understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 91.3 The Blaze is right. You're in the right place for Trailblazer football. So far, score 0-0. Zero to zero. This one a tight defensive battle. No one moving an inch out there. 9.37 left to go in the second quarter. And trying to figure out what's been going on in this one. Well, not a lot offensively. 100 yards, basically a piece for each team total on offense. Those third downs, one for four, each of them. Time of possession, 10.08 to 10.15. This one could not be any closer. And we're enjoying this one. Dixie State on the road wearing those white jerseys, the red helmets, the red shorts, they're looking good out there. And Montana getting warmed up to start this drive. Start this drive on defense as the Trailblazers' offense is out. And Oblad is back into the game. Paul Peterson cannot make up his mind on which quarterback he wants out there. He's trying both. I mean, he's like a girlfriend trying to decide where to eat. I mean, just going back and forth and just 
Yeah, you know, you got to stick with the quarterback. I mean, you're giving the kid false hope. You think you're giving him the idea that hey, maybe I might be in. Nope, you're done. Three plays, whatever. You can't do that. You, uh, yeah, I don't know why a- you pull out Oblad, who had been moving the Trailblazers' offense better than we had seen in almost any game so far. You put Willstead back in there, and then you just snatch him right out again. But how about that analogy, James? Like a girlfriend who can't decide where to eat? Unbelievable. Oklahoma. You know there's some moms driving around in their car right now who heard you. Oklahoma. <laughs> they had the ball on the 34-yard line. Ten seconds left. All they needed was to kick a field goal. Touchdown. Rushing wow. touchdown on the ground with one second left. Who Oklahoma completed the comeback. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. That is insane. This was a 38-20 to 20 game at halftime. Still wasn't as good of a game as I called last night. Uh, I don't know, man. This is the Red River rivalry we're talking about here. This isn't just an ordinary game. This is bragging rights for a whole year we're talking about. And stepping up in the pocket is Oblad, and he'll scramble. Takes a lick. Helmet popped yeah, off. Yeah, where's the flag? Yeah, that... Anytime a helmet comes off, throw a flag because the helmet doesn't just come off by itself. The... Yeah, this it, targeting has rule. To come out for a play. This targeting rule is just. Yeah, okay, whenever I guess he didn't hit him in the head that time, so he that didn't was hit him. Pretty in the head. close though. Yeah, he didn't hit him in the head. It was after he got hit. Oh, we're gonna see Willstead in for. Oh, it's a punt. Just three and out after three and out. Nothing is happening on offense. Yeah, it's just like checkmating back and forth to each other, not really doing anything. You know, to advance. Did he find? Oh, he. Took that out, even though he had two trailblazers in his face. That's Hawk. I think that's, is that the head coach's son right there? It's got the same name as the head coach. Wouldn't be surprised. Robbie Hawk. Same spelling as the head coach. It's got to be. And, Jacob, this might be under review here in Oklahoma. They're taking a while to... Change the point here. I don't know. I, I can't watch it. I'm Ball just following spot. it. But maybe that's a, what it. There's oh. no extra point added yet. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe it's just. I don't know. I wish I could watch it. But also BYU now is up ten nothing over Boise State. Yeah, that's expected. So Boise it, State. Not the same Boise State. They don't have. Who was it? Kellen Moore. Yeah, it was mostly Chris Peterson, who went to the University of Washington after Boise State and continued his success. He was the coach in Washington who went to the college football playoff that one year and got smoked by Alabama. Ah. He was their head coach that year. So he continued his success from Boise to Washington. But I agree with you. They're not they're not what's what they going used on to with be. Washington right now. I don't think he's the coach there anymore. Hmm. Interesting. We have a break. We'll take it when we come back. Dixie, trying to get things figured out. Will their offense score? Maybe. Maybe their defense will score first. Find out here next on Trailblazer Football here on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 
This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom now. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. We're back roasting each other during the break. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here on the call. We'll even check back in with Price Morris at halftime. As this one tied up still in the second quarter, 7.30 on the clock. That last tackle there from Will Leota. The Trailblazer defense so far Playing really well against this Montana Grizzlies offense. And here's the throw, and that is nearly... Is it intercepted? It is! Intercepted. Trailblazers take it away. That is Will Leota with the interception. An unbelievable defense again from Dixie State. And what has happened here in Missoula today, Jacob? I mean, just a completely different team that we're seeing out here today I, how that ball even got through to Willio to makes no sense it looked like Nash diving across could have had it. it looked like the receiver from the Grizzlies could have had it but somehow some way that ball gets through all of them and gets into the hands of Will Leota and Jacob they were probably <laughs> they were they were probably hoping that that one would get returned to the house but they are in very good field position on the 30 you know Malaki Malaki might have just head butted without his helmet on, <laughs> Willie Oda. But here's a deep throw, and that is just over the intended target. Almost had, it looks like, Cade Veach. I swear, these quarterbacks, they get so oh. excited when they see a guy just wide open. They just That was a touchdown. That was the second time we had an open man in the end zone for Dixie State. Was that Keith Davis again? No, that wasn't Davis. That I think that was, that was either McEwen or Veach. I couldn't. See the number on that one. Here's number 12. Oblad. Pistols set. He will hand it off to Conley. Conley bouncing outside. Got some room. And he'll pick up a yard. So tried to look for a lane up the middle. Wasn't there. Bounced it outside. But the speed of Montana that time was able to keep it to a minimal gain. Man, I, I this Trailblazer offense is a lot more exciting when they're taking shots downfield and they're fighting their star receivers because they they got guys at receiver. They're deep. They got they got a ton of guys. They got Johnson out there who's playing really well. Ricky Johnson, we haven't seen much this year. Got Keith Davis. Jalen Powell, who I haven't really called his name at all. I haven't even seen him out there on the field. James, I don't know if you've seen Jalen Powell out there on the field yet. Because we haven't called uh, his name at all. I don't think I have. 
he was an impact player in the little ESPN Plus pregame thing, and but I haven't yeah. seen him. Yeah, so, I, haven't, I haven't seen him either. Haven't heard any word from around St. George on that. If if he's inactive, then you have Osborne and Powell, who were your best receivers in spring ball, both out. Osborne's missed the entire fall season so far with a hamstring injury. We actually asked Davis about that when we thought he'd be back, and he's getting closer. Each week, he's looking better and better, and not quite fully healthy to take the field against Montana, but he will at some point this season. There's the throw across the middle. Dangerous ball intended for Cade Veach. And Dixie State, you have to come away with some points on this drive. It's not a bad ball placement, but just in and out of the hands of Veach. Kind of put it right where only Veach could get it. Just That's a really tough grab to make, though, and ask if you're tied in. Touch it, grab it. I'm sure you've heard that saying before. And here's a field goal. This is one has some distance. This is Connor Brooksby. 45-yarder for the brand. And it curves. Oh, it's short. And it's short. It had the angle. It curved back to the right. James, you were a kicker in high school. Yeah. Break this one down for me. What happened there? There was too much curve on it. I mean, I wish I could see the whole run-up again. Um, But that one curved too much. Now, I don't know what the conditions are like there. I don't know if it's super windy. I don't know what the weather like is it, uh, what the weather's like there, but that thing kind of looked like a banana kick, and it's it's weird because lefties they have different mechanics than us righties. And that throw is complete to Akam, who will pick up the first down and then some for the Grizzlies. Six minutes on the clock to go in the second quarter after Dixie State almost had a field goal. That would have been what. A deep 40-yarder? That was a 45-yarder, so in my range. (laughs) Maybe I ought to. You know what was hilarious? I'll tell you after this play. All right. The throw towards the sideline. Tyrell Grayson, good deflection there. So last night at the Snow Canyon Pineview game I was calling, Snow Canyon does not kick field goals. Russell Burnside was telling me they don't kick field goals. They rarely punt it. And so... There was a situation that they had where they could have kicked a field goal to go up 16. Instead, they turn over the ball up 13. Pineview ends up coming back. But anyway, and here's the handoff to Xavier. And that is Xavier Harris picking up a good chunk of yards for the Grizzlies. Anyway, it was halftime. And there was a situation where Snow Cannon, the Warriors, could have kicked a field goal from about I don't know. The ball was on the five-yard line. They chose not to. At halftime, you know who was making field goals from the ball on the 20-yard line? Our quarterback? The girls' dancers in the halftime show. We're kicking field goals from 20 yards out. So a 30-yarder. Something that the Warriors didn't have, but... What their dance team did. Yes. Cancel a program. (laughs) <laughs> they got the upset. They I pulled know, off I the know. upset on Pineview last night. 
They did everything. Yeah, they, they went for two because they Who needs to kick field goals? Yeah, they went for two because they couldn't kick it, you know? <laughs> Who needs to go for field goals when you're hitting buzzer beater touchdown passes from 30 yards out? Anyway, back to our game. Five minutes to go, 0-0 in the second quarter. This is a stalemate. I talked about those live stats earlier. They haven't really changed. Just a couple of three and outs. Dixie State got another pick. Or got another turnover. They have a strip sack, and they have an interception on the day. Tyrell Grayson with the strip sack. And then Will Leota with the interception. Both occurred in really good spots for Dixie State when they got the ball on offense, but could not move it at all. And a couple of touchdowns that potentially could have been scored are not scored. And this one is a 0-0 zero to zero ball game. And here is the handoff. And the pile moving forward. Xavier Harris is going to move that ball to the 30-yard line in Dixie State territory. And here another time where the Trailblazers are going to need to dig deep before the half on defense. And some no huddle here. At running back, this is actually... Junior Bergen into the game. Haven't called his name yet. Bergen fakes the handoff to him. Here's a reverse around the outside. And that one only going to pick up a gain of two. That's Malik Flowers, the receiver, on the rush. And we've seen the last couple of weeks, right before halftime, Dixie State giving up bone-crushing points (laughs) before halftime. And... Now Montana's on the drive again right before halftime. So kind of the same story that we've been seeing all year. And Dixie's going to try and change that narrative right now. In the backfield is Brown. Chris going to roll out on the run and throws on the money. That's complete. That is complete to number 19. That is Malik Flowers. James, in a sec, I'm going to see this final play, the final highlight from the Texas. Oh, you're going to break my heart. Oklahoma game. (laughs) Here's the handoff to Harris. Harris finding some room outside, and he'll pick up three. That ball is on the nine-yard line. Not quite a first and goal just yet. All right, I'm going to break this play down for you, James. Nine seconds left on the clock. It's 48-48. If you're driving around in your car right now, this was the final play of the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma came back in this one. Kind of a confusing direct snap. Anyway, our game is back in action. The Harris, that handoff going nowhere, stopped in the backfield. That's Dylan Hendrickson on the tackle for loss. Back to this play. It was, okay, James, so the play was, it was a direct snap, and the running back was standing next to the quarterback. Did they have any timeouts left? I have no idea. The ball was snapped to the running back, not Mm -hmm. the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But the quarterback rolled right, and then the running back just took off to the left, and he had a man in motion, kind of broke a tackle in the backfield, and then just had a hole and broke it the distance for the touchdown. 
But here in the Montana Dixie game, the throw to the end zone. Ooh. Great play there from Tyrell Gration to tip it away, but nearly had a pick. Yeah, that was almost an interception right there. And Chris Brown, he's got to take those fast feet over to the sideline as he nearly gets this one to get you know intercepted on him. And now you just have to force a field goal attempt. And if you're Dixie State, you got to be feeling pretty good right now. And here is a field goal attempt. This will be Kevin Masias, the kicker, up to attempt this one. And this is up. And he makes it. And it is in. So the only difference in this one has been the field goal efficiency. And just like that, the Trailblazers are no longer tied with the Grizzlies. UM is up First, three nothing. Twelve seconds and two minutes left in the second half. When we come back, the Trailblazers will get the kickoff and try to make something happen on offense before the half. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Ninety-one-three. You're here with me, Jacob Zimmerman, and my color commentator, James Guerin. We're enjoying this one so far. This has been the closest game of Dixie State's whole Season, you could argue so far. It's zero to three, and they will have the ball right now with 206 left in the first half. I think I said the second half before that break. It's the first half, second quarter, 206 before halftime. There's the throw on the slant, and that is complete to Keith Davis. Keith Davis, we had him actually on 91-3 for my show, the Jacob Zimmerman show. 7 p.m. Thursdays. We had him on, did a player interview with him, had a lot of fun, and he almost had his first Dixie State touchdown today. And here's Willstead back in the game, James. This is an interesting call for sure. Again, now she just picked McDonald's after picking Popeyes. Is is she going to go back to KFC? We're we're heading over to McDonald's. We're almost to the drive-thru. And then she says... No, no, no. We got to get some KFC. All right. So we go to KFC. And then what does she say? Oh, you know what? I actually want a McFlurry. Uh, so we go back. back because we're going back and forth between quarterbacks here. <laughs> now, if Tracy comes in, that's Burger King. <laughs> gotcha. So, so, okay. So McDonald's is 
Oblad. Yeah. KFC is Willstead. And Tracy is Burger King. <laughs> so the girlfriend are... isn't she can't decide which which, you know, where to go and who to stick with. And so they just keep going back and forth in the hopes and dreams that, you know, they make up their mind before it's closed. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, the season's going to come to an end. <laughs> McDonald's and KFC close at some point. It seems like they close at like 8 o'clock tonight here in St. George. But. Yeah. What's up with that, St. George? Stay le- later. Uh, this is a, I'm not, it's not a college town, but you got a lot of college kids that live here and stay awake <laughs> past 10 o'clock at Three night. receivers to the right. Willstead has, oh, nope. He has nowhere to go in the pocket as he is sacked in the backfield. And that puts the ball on the 10-yard line in Trailblazer territory. Sack counter number two. And I'm surprised it's only, is it the third? Did I miss one? Did I miss well, one earlier? Well, there was a couple plays where it was either a one-yard sack or like no gain or a yard of one. So this might be your second real sack of the day, but might be your like third or fourth on the sack counter. We'll have to look at that at halftime, but Willstead was facing pressure. I think this Montana defense knows that they can get Willstead in the backfield, and they did, and that is going to set up a punt from the Trailblazers, and things are maybe starting to slip away from them a little bit here at the end of the half, but unlike some of their other games, they are still really in this one. Zero to three. And this is going to be a really important possession here because going down three points at halftime is a lot different than going down 10. Here's the punt return. It's a good one. Out across the 40, the 30, the 25. And that is not what you wanted to give up if you're the Trailblazers. And yeah, that was another thing that I uh, looked at before the game was the punt return average for Montana. They average about 14 yards a return Wow! on a punt return. So they do very well in coverage on the return, and that is just another prime example. And this is going to be absolutely devastating if you're Dixie State here and you give up yet another late touchdown right before half. So you're putting yourself in positions that aren't going to help you win the game. Chris Brown hands it off to his running back, and I believe that's Harris in the pile. Or that might have been, I don't know who that was getting the ball. Nope, that was Harris. So 47 seconds left. Clock winding down. Facing some pressure. Ball hits the floor. There's a scrum, but I think Montana will retain possession. I don't know if that ball got knocked out of his hands or if he just dropped it. Yep, Livingston Pagofi got in there. Didn't get the sack, but forced the ball to come out, and you'll take that. So now you put them in a passing situation, but you can't forget about the draw. Even though that's my least favorite play 
in all of football is the draw. I hate the draw. I hate the draw too. It never works in Madden, but somehow <laughs> it works every it once works in a in while real life. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like second and 25 and your coach is, yeah, let's run the old draw. You're giving up. Stop it. 36 seconds left before our halftime show. In just a couple minutes, we will have the Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln halftime show here on 91.3 The Blaze. We'll cover all the stats, statistics, storylines, and things from around the sports world here at halftime show. And, whoa, making guys miss. That is Xavier Harris out towards the 10, and they will call timeout. And there's a little bit of chippiness going back and forth on the field. Some smack talk going both ways. This is college football. Both screenplay, making Chandler miss, making another guy miss, and it took a ton of white jerseys in there to wrap up Harris. And Dixie State needs to only hold him to the field goal here. There's They need to. They need yeah, to if, need. if you know they want that confidence coming out in in the second half, you know you're hey we only have two field goals to these guys. This What's really- a one score game? You you would much rather have that than to give up like I said another late touchdown right before halftime. And this game really should be seven to three right now. Dixie State should have it. Should be a fourteen touchdown. to three. Yeah, really. Two two easy throws to the end zone just overthrown. And that's kind of been the difference here. Bunch of what ifs for Dixie State. Montana trying to figure things out. This is a legit opponent, and Dixie is holding close. And rolling out is Brown. Brown's got a man. It's complete, but a good tackle there from Malaki Malaki on the five yard line to save the touchdown. And the clock has not moved, but. Montana does not know it. They're running back to the line. And that's a tough throw to make right there. That one complete to your running back. That was Junior Bergen. With only 15 yards to the back of the end zone. Can't run any play you want. Here's the pistol set. Two tight ends to the right. A jump ball towards the end zone. Off the helmet. That is incomplete. That is Good defense there from Colby Williams on the coverage. And fans wanted a flag that time. Not going to get it. And maybe it's tough. Colby we'll Williams be, got away we'll with maybe a little bit of contact. Nah, that's you not can't enough. put your hands in someone's face. If he you're, jumped, he if jumped you're, back. If you can put your hands. If you're not looking at the ball, you cannot obstruct their vision. You can't touch What do you them. mean? You have to be looking at the ball. He wasn't looking at the ball but at all. But he wasn't he wasn't creating contact. He was just guarding the face the face mask. And the receiver jumped back. If he would have jumped straight up in the air, it would have been a penalty because he we jumped back away. Right and here's the throw off the play action. Good defense there from Darius Nash to break that one up. And maybe he had a shot at getting this one too and a huge goal line stand for Dixie. Montana is just going to take the points, which is kind of strange here. I mean, you're on the two-yard line. I mean, what is going up 6-0 compared to 3-0? I mean, that, that doesn't really increase your chances of 
winning the Take game. The points. I mean, if if it was seven to ten, that's one thing. If you're going from a one score game to a two score game, that's different. But if you're kicking the field goal, you're keeping it a one score game. That just doesn't I, make the, the analytics. I don't have that in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the analytics would say to go for it in this situation because you're not going up by one more possession. I would say take the field goal. Here's why. The Trailblazers were to get a stop there and then get a stop on fourth down and only be down three at halftime. I think they'd be feeling really good about themselves. They're still going to be feeling really good about themselves only down six. But something about only down three, preventing any type of score here, would be key. But I, if I was the coach of the Grizzlies, I would probably kick this field goal. Just know that we're going to go up about a touchdown. We can we can make up that two-point conversion later if we need to. And this is going to be... Kevin Masias, the only score of the day. And here's a fake. They're running it to Masias. He's going to the end zone. He's clocked by Livingston Palgofi. James, you wanted them to go for it there. They did. I didn't want them to go for it like that. (laughs) That is just, that is a bonehead decision. He threw it between the legs, too. A bonehead decision in Holy crap. I can't even comprehend what just happened. Wow. I just... <laughs> I cannot believe they did a fake there. That Oh, that blows me away. But what a game this has been so far. This is probably the lowest scoring game of the season so far. And unfortunately, there was no line or any bets for this game, but I would say that the under is hitting pretty good right now. Three to nothing. Heading into halftime, your trailblazers are sticking it to the Grizzlies. They're only down three. Score is three to zero. Heading into halftime, when we come back, we'll have the Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln halftime show here on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. 91.3 FM, The Blaze. If you're trying to listen to something like this... Or maybe even something like this. 91.3 The Blaze presents Disco Till Dawn at 6.45 every morning. So make sure you're there or be square. How come you haven't gotten your podcast started yet? Is it because you're not sure what equipment to use, how to record it, edit it, how to even get it on the internet in the first place? We can help. A podcast studio is a service of Radio Dixie. With our studios, we can record, edit, and publish your podcast to the podcast world. Get your podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, Google, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. You want some video, like Facebook Live and YouTube Live? We can help you with that as well. You come in, talk, and we'll do the rest. A podcast studio at Gmail. 879 4319. 879 4319. 
Do you like talking to people and closing the sale? Do you want to work part-time on your time to see the community and get out of the house some? Do you want to help out DSU Radio? Radio Dixie 91.3 and Radio St. George 100.3 are looking for an underwriting specialist with sales skills to help us out. As non-commercial radio stations, we can't generate the money like the big boys in town. Yet, we have two radio stations that are used by the community and DSU students, and every extra dollar helps out with expenses, growth, and scholarships for DSU students. This is your philanthropic opportunity to make a real difference for the media students at DSU. 879-4319. Or Radio Dixie 913 at Dixie.edu. You can make a difference for the students here at DSU Radio. That was unbelievable. This is the commercial free workday. Grazie. Grazie. 91.3, the blaze. What? Guess I'm better at it? Come on. 91.3, the blaze. Returning for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Sticking in this one, folks. Your score at halftime is three to nothing. Welcome into your Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln halftime show here on 913. You're here with me, your play-by-play commentator, your sports director here on 913, Jacob Zimmerman, bringing you today's play-by-play action. But so far, this is an awesome one. This is the closest game that Dixie State has actually had on the year. That Sac State game was close at halftime. That one ended up being a 7-19 final. That was the first game of the year. And the Trailblazers have come a long way since then. They've played a lot better team since then. And they are sticking it in with the Montana Grizzlies, who currently are sixth in all of FCS Division I play. I saw... Montana play last week and barely lose in a game that they were looking really good in against Eastern Washington, who's now ranked fourth. But let's kind of dive into these live stats and try to figure out what's going on. And in just a couple moments, we'll get word from Price Morris. Once again, he'll give us his thoughts on the first half. But looking at the team stats, 112 to 173, for the Grizzlies in favor of them. They kind of started to move the ball better, a lot better there at the end of the second quarter. That's kind of where Dixie State's defense has slipped up uh, so far this season. Passing yards, 165. Rushing yards, 73 to 47. But I'll tell you what, 47 at the half for Dixie State has kind of been unheard of this year. Most games are ending with about 47 total in the game. Last week, they finished with, I don't even think they got to 10 rushing yards on the day total. So definitely an improvement there. Your third downs, not a lot of success from Dixie, but not a lot of success either from the Grizzlies. One of seven and two of seven for the Grizzlies. And then time of possession. That one is pretty knotted even, 14-12 to 
1548. Now, I was told, Price, I'll welcome you in here. Price, you told me during one of the breaks that this was the biggest time of possession the Trailblazers have had after the first quarter. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. So kind of give me your thoughts on this first half. This is kind of one of the first games you've been able to see watch in live with us on the year. And what's been what's been your takeaway? My takeaway so far is the defense, honestly. The defense has been stepping up. It's They've been doing amazing so far. Um, I So the... Uh, Montana's team is honestly, it's not an amazing offense. I'll say that. It's not an amazing offense. But they are stopping two of their best players right now, Xavier Harris and uh, the wide receiver. Xavier Harris averages I th- it's um, averages six yards per carry. Okay. Dixie is holding them to 4.2. This, this is his lowest average carry in the season so far. Wow. So if they can keep on doing that, They'll, I think they'll do great. And when he did struggle to carry the ball, that was when Montana also scored only 13 points at the end of the game. So okay. I think defense is going to be the key. And um, Davian Perkins is card- uh, guarding their best wide receiver. So I think if the defense keeps on um, just, like, just get staying on the field almost, yeah. I mean staying off the field, and... I think what we need to do is also improve our rushing game because we have uh, Drew Robles has been doing amazing. And he's also been doing one of his best games. He also has has 46 yards, and that is his second most ever because last game he only got 22. The game before that he got 61, and that was his most yards. If he keeps on getting the ball like he is, then I think he'll do great. And I think I think Robles is playing well, but I think it all starts with the offensive line. I think there's been more pass protection than there has been the weeks prior, and it looks like uh, on a few plays in, in specific, there's just been a really big hole, and you haven't seen that in any of the games so far. And here, it took it took five games for Dixie State to kind of get their offensive line together, but man, it's looking really good. And I'll tell you what, regardless of the outcome of this game, I'm really excited to see. Tarleton State next week because I think Dixie State has a variable, very winnable game against Tarleton, and that'll be at home next week, 7 p.m. on Saturday. But looking more into these live stats, I mean, Kenny Noblad hasn't played too bad. 40, not 45, 54 yards on the day with the one pick. He's 6 of 12, and me and James kind of drawing a comparison <laughs> throughout the game of a girlfriend who cannot make up their mind of where to go eat. That has been the comparison to Paul Peterson not making up his mind on the quarterback situation. It's been back and forth, and we're kind of just trying to figure out what's going on. We talked a little bit during the break on the quarterback situation. If you were Paul Peterson, would you be would you be switching the quarterbacks around in a game as close as this one? Who would you start? Yeah, who would you start after halftime? Who do you start? Uh, well, I would start Oblad, but I'm saying, like, would you would you have this quarterback battle mid-game? Uh, no, this is not a preseason game. This, <laughs> I'll say that. This is not a preseason game. You do not pull and, I don't know, I think he wa- definitely wants to get a feel for which quarterback will do the best in this game. Yeah. Definitely. And I, he's been doing that with the running backs, too. 
Did you notice that? They, they, they've been doing that all year, though. They, okay. they split up the carries between Robles and, o- and uh, Conley. That's, that's kind of the system. Okay. Robles gets the majority of the carries, but Conley, a younger guy, they're going to implement him into the system. But with those quarterbacks, you don't really see that. And I guess because Dixie State has zero points on offense, the, the excuse is there. You can put him in, but, I mean. I think who has the momentum right now? Right out of these quarterbacks, yeah. Wh- whoever has I would the most say, momentum, I would put them in. Well, I don't. I don't think Willstead really has much momentum with just two of five of eleven yards. But neither does Oblad, who's well. He had that one drive that went down and then ended with a pick. The problem is the pick wasn't really his fault. But the problem is he overshot two open touchdown passes. One potentially to Keith Davis. One to I believe it was Cade Veach open in the seam, and just twice kind of. Gave up a touchdown there, and this could easily be a 14-3 ball game, but we're not seeing it. We we saw there was a play earlier in the year. It was actually against Sac State, and it, it, it might have been Davis open in the end zone, and it was an overthrown ball, and when that happened, the room kind of got sucked out of the air here in the Jennings building as we're calling this game in the Radio Dixie Studios, but... Just a few plays here and there that you could look at that could completely swing this one the other way. But the good news for Dixie State, the Grizzlies went for it there off of a fake field goal. Kind of flipped it up through the legs, back to the kicker from the holder. But plenty of Dixie State guys in white were ready for that. And with a big stop before halftime in the red zone, man, the Trailblazers are probably feeling pretty confident about the second I bet, half. I bet that defensive coordinator right now is getting a lot of praise. I mean, oh, yeah. I, and that defense in general. Just I, The cornerbacks are just guarding the uh, wide receivers. They're, they're getting yeah. they're reading the rushes. They're getting to the quarterback when they need to. They have that forced fumble from that strip sack. They do. And that was on a corner blitz, right? It uh, Safety. Safety blitz, okay. Yes, Yes, so I think if you just keep on pressuring that quarterback because that is not their starting quarterback. That is their second string. Yeah, and so the Trailblazers kind of getting a little lucky this week going up against a backup quarterback, and we believe that it is... Are, is it name? confirmed that he's injured? Yes. It, the, your real starter is... Humphrey. Cam Humphrey for Montana, but he got injured, we're thinking, last week against Eastern Washington, and that's maybe why... Washington came back to beat him. But, yeah, their corners have been locking down, specifically. Devin Perkins has been doing well, and Devin Chandler, who on back-to-back plays, was tested there deep, but was on good coverage there. Other guys, Malaki Malaki, haven't really called his name a lot too much today, but he's kind of just been feeling his position, letting other guys get a bunch of the tackles. And having him not have a ton of tackles and having – Grace did not have a ton of tackles either. That tells me that the rushing attack is not as good for the Grizzlies. And you're right. You mentioned only 4.12 yards per game for Harris, and that his his lowest on the season so far through just the first half. We've got a couple minutes until we come back and the game resumes. We'll take a break here in our Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln halftime show. When we come back, we'll wrap this one up and get started with the second half. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Josh Groban. My favorite thing about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and helps get it to kids in need, but they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer Nation, did you know there's a football game going on right now? That's right. Normally it starts at 7. This game started at 1 p.m. local time. And it's not here at Greater Zion Stadium in St. George. Nope. It's on the road in Montana where the Grizzlies only have a three-point lead. It's three to nothing at halftime over our beloved Trailblazers. And they're sticking in this one. Lots of highlights from that first half where we just saw Will Leota with a pick. Another highlight. That one complete to Akum. It was a good Hunt return there before the half that put the Grizzlies in field goal range, but they did not capitalize because before the half, they went for a little fake. That did not work. And we're going to bring back in James Guerin. We've got a three-man crew starting right now. we got Jacob Zimmerman, me, play-by-play. you got Price Morris, who you just heard from a few moments ago. And we got James Guerin, James Welcome back into the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln halftime show. And you have some word about the quarterback situation going, not for our side, but for Montana's side. I do. And I just briefly read the, uh, I think it's like a, it's not a preview, obviously. It's the review, like the post-game review. And they have a little article about what happened. And um, Humphrey didn't get hurt last week. He just played poor. And so... Interesting. I, I think because he struggled very early against Eastern Washington, he completed 52%, 150 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, but those two picks that he had did lead to 
uh, double-digit points the other way for Eastern Washington. So that's ultimately what put the game out of reach because they were winning that game, and then he threw those two picks while they were winning and allowed Eastern Washington to come back and win that game. So I, I, maybe it was a little panic move, um, but there was nothing in there about him getting hurt last game or anything like that. But Chris Brown did play. You know, he threw the ball twice last week, went one for two, almost threw a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, but it got knocked down. So maybe they just, I don't know, that's a, kind of a small sample size for you to make a, a decision on your backup being the starter based on what you saw. But, you know, maybe Practice. maybe it's just a little bit of motivation. Maybe in the second half, maybe we, we will see Humphrey come out because, I mean, he's only led, Chris Brown's only led the team to three points. I, you know, think, so. I think you're right about that. I think they should go back to Humphrey if they don't. Maybe there's some sort of character thing going on in the locker room. Who knows what uh, the reason for Cam Humphrey's not playing. But Dixie State is going to take that totally. They'll take that all day and night as we are only down three. And our offense has been moving pretty well for our standards, but we have not found the end zone. We have 47 yards on the ground, James. This is more than they've had in pretty much any halftime show we've done the whole season. They have 47. Robles is responsible for pretty much all of that. He's got 46 himself. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of Conley in the second half, but, you know, you don't need to. Robles is doing well, but I mentioned it starts with the offensive line. But how about that trailblazer defense? Man, it's the same two guys I feel like every week at the top of the tackles list with Tyrell Grayson and Malaki Malaki. These guys get after it. Tyrell Grayson is your strong safety. Malaki Malaki is your middle linebacker. These guys are everywhere on the field. And then in coverage, you got guys like Darius Nash, Devin Perkins, Will Leota, a linebacker who got a pick, who also has five tackles on the day. Cyrus Webster, who was your Dixie State player of the game defensively last week, five tackles, and two of them are solo. He kind of forced a fumble in the backfield as well. So a lot of guys showing out on this Dixie State defense, and I got to break down those individual players because they're they're showing out, and they got to get their love. Also, we got Livingston Powell-Gofi, Devin Chandler, Isaac Fotu, Cajun Smith, Bogroix. You got a lot of guys on this defense who are some dogs. So we're just a few moments away. Players are on the field now, so we're getting ready to start the second half. And kind of a quick score update from around college football. Earlier we talked about the Red River rivalry, how that went down. And uh, Oklahoma came back, folks. They were down 38-20. They came back. Rattler was benched, came back in the game, and they pulled it out. And then Penn State right now with a lead over Iowa. This is 14-3 is your wow. score. Yeah, James. We also got Surprise. Boise and BYU, 10-10 each. Okay, so BYU possibly on upset alert as well as Iowa. We'd like to bring you Trailblazer football here on 91 Through the Blaze, sponsored by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford Lincoln. But, you know, it's also fun to mention those other games going around in college football from time to time as well. So that kickoff was a touchback. So 15 
minutes on the clock. Your third quarter is starting. First and 10 from the 25. The slant route is complete. And it is Chris Brown out there. Yeah. It's a good call out, Price. And that one complete to Robert. So they're not going to Cam Humphrey. Perhaps Chris Brown just outright won the job in practice this week. So two tight ends towards the right. Pistol set. Here's the handoff. Harris bouncing outside. Xavier will pick up the first down and more. And again, kind of just what they've been doing all game is getting those four to five yard runs, not getting any, you know, huge plays that are, you know, big chunk of plays down the field at a time. But, you know, they're methodically moving the ball down and there's nothing wrong with that. You're getting positive yards, you're getting first downs. Here facing pressure is Brown. He gets it off. That one's complete to the sideline. And that's going to be another good chunk of yards picked up from the Grizzlies so far. They're moving it well in the second half. That's Mitch Roberts, the 6'1", 200-pound receiver. Out there, catches the out route, stops right before getting out of bounds, and he's tackled down by Perkins and company. Now, I'd like to see Dixie State keep up the pressure on the quarterback. He's having a lot of time out there right now. And that is good coverage there on the play. Good hit in the back from Devin Perkins breaking that one up. That is Samuel uh, Ackham. Again, they're still trying to go to him. But if we keep on guarding him, he's their number one receiver right now. Let's keep on guarding him, I say. Good job. And the throw, they were trying to go right back to him, and it's complete to Akum. And he's making guys miss. He's stumbling, dragging Trailblazers all the way into Trailblazer territory. Dang, I just jinxed it. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that time, the ball wasn't a little too high. It was actually right in his range of motion. So he didn't have to make himself susceptible to the hit that time, so he was able to keep running with it. Kind of bounced off of one guy, splits about three defenders, and... You know, maybe that's what this offense is going to need in order for them to get going here. And there's the throw. That one's just going to go over the head of Akam. And you know, something I noticed, we got two Devons out there. We got Devin Perkins, Devin Chandler, both the corners. A couple of Devons out there for Dixie State. Yeah, and there's also another Devin out in the booth over there. He is. <laughs> yeah, our man I wonder Devin how he's Dix. doing, like, watching a game with no touchdowns. He's a... Uh, no, he's probably doing good. He's a big he's touchdown chilling. guy. He is. But uh, I'm sure he's enjoying himself on that call out there. Yeah, you know, he's, he, he's back home, back in Seattle. So it's probably nice for him. Back in Seattle? Excuse me. I was mixing up the sports. The volleyball team is playing Seattle. Ah. I got it confused. Because, James, you do the play-by-play for the volleyball team. I did a game with you. They actually took the first set today. They're playing right now. Nice. Give us updates on that. Man in motion. Shotgun set. Here's Brown. Trying to find a man downfield. He's facing pressure. Crosses the line of scrimmage and will be tripped up by Malaki Malaki and picks up five. So there your coverage was great. But then just 
Didn't have a ton of guys there. The front of the field gave up five yards. And this is going to be a crucial down here. Because they are in field goal range. And, yep, it's fourth down in field goal range. Here comes out Masias. Will we see another fake? No. If they do another fake, the coach is crazy. The kick is up. It's closed. Oh, no and good. It's off. No. Alone. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Second and 11 for the Trailblazers. Oblad in the shotgun. Here's a deep throw to the sideline. He's got a man. Keith Davis. Incomplete. Good coverage there from the secondary of the Grizzlies. That one broken up by Omar Hicksonu. You see the coverage there. Had a hand on a hit. Looks like Davis kind of slipped a little bit. And that one will set up a third and long. The Trailblazers' first possession here on offense in the second half. Trying to get something going. Look up top here. One-on-one coverage. They'll throw to the flat. Got a block. Robles trying to pick up more, and a throw to the flat on third down and long will set up the fourth down punt. So I don't... Interesting play call there to throw it to the flat when you have 11 yards to pick up the first down. You got a good blocker out there in Johnson, but just with all those jerseys, that's a lot to ask for of Robles to pick up that first down. The Trailblazers will punt this one. We'll have to see where that... It got man. to midfield. Midfield? Yeah, not a very good punt. Came back, hit the gun and came back. Okay, so the gunner muffed it. I'm a little scared there, but was able to land on it. And the bad punt from Dixie State will set up good field goal position for the Grizzlies. We'll take another timeout. When we come back, the Grizzlies are on offense, trying to add to their lead. It's 3-0 in Montana. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. We're your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll! Health insurance is now affordable. 
covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn more. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome back. Trailblazer football here on a Saturday afternoon. It's not an evening, folks. That's right. You're getting Trailblazer football a little earlier today. And so far in this one, the Trailblazers trying to get things going. Play about to resume here as Montana has the ball back around midfield. And Dixie's defense has been absolutely solid today but hasn't been able to translate into any points and that is the story of the ball game folks let's see if we can get another stop though it's Malaki Malaki wearing number three in honor of Abraham Reinhardt rest in peace to him any trailblazer who's out there wearing number three is going to probably be your best defensive linebacker on the field ever since Abraham Reinhardt passed away he used to wear number three and he was a star on the Dixie State defense and it is now a tradition for the best player best linebacker on the squad to wear his number here's the handoff to Harris and Harris will pick up a couple on the Gary So 3.50, sorry, 9.53 left on the clock in the third quarter. Three to nothing over Dixie State. There's a shot of Paul Pearson on the sideline. Probably drawn up some plays. Trying to see how his defense can get another takeaway. Here's the snap in the shotgun. Brown rolling out. Got a man. It's complete. That ball complete to number 11. That's Cole Grossman, the tight end. And extending plays uh, is what Montana is going to have to do in order to get some separation. Dixie State this time did get the pressure up the middle, forced Chris Brown to go to the outside throw across his body. And fortunately for them, the linebacker for Dixie State was facing the other way. So a good completion there. Here's the handoff. Xavier's got some room. Harris bouncing it outside. And he picks up eight yards on the carry. Was that a, a trick? Did something happen there that I missed? Did he? Yep. We're going to take a look. Oh, okay, so he just. It was he just, just a counter. Oh, okay, gotcha. Good block, though. Yeah, the good cut move. Was, the cut move is what made the, the play right there. Near linebackers fled too far over to the strong side, and that's what allowed Harris to cut back. We're going to get a timeout here. And timeout Dixie State. So we'll keep it here. We'll take a look back at those live stats, see what has changed. And uh, things are starting to change. Grizzlies 
267 yards total. Dixie State only with 119. So in the last 5-10 minutes of actual game time, Montana's offense has really turned it up. But Dixie State did have that stand there where Montana did the trick play on the field goal. And Dixie State got the stop. So it's still 3-0, but that could be subject to change here very soon. The third downs are starting to improve for the Grizzlies. They're 4-10, and Dixie is still 1-8. of eight. Guys, why has Dixie State not been able to convert on third down? I think they're just trying too much. Um, I think they need to focus more on the things that they are good at, which are the slants. I haven't seen that anywhere in the last couple of drives that they've had. We saw it early on. Uh, haven't really seen too much lately. We've been seeing a lot more go routes, uh, seeing if guys can can get past the secondary, and we just haven't seen that so far. So um, I'm curious to see how Dixie is going to kind of turn things it, it's kind of it's it's this is a weird game it is what you really it's weird how this it is, is turning out we're right in, now we're in the game but our offense i mean me and you have as many points as dixie state has <laughs> so maybe i could have made some of those throws but that's why i'm not no. out there i mean they were kind of wide open dude i, I think mean, if we just start converting on third down you gotta but, extend the drive I mean, can't really do much when you're going three and out. Yeah. And I, I think not getting success on the first two downs definitely sets you up for failure on third down. The running game did start out great. I haven't seen a ton of success with that recently. Maybe they're not running it enough. Maybe they aren't getting the same blocking and push that they did in the first half. Maybe the defense is doing something different. Yeah. Well, I think they go into the halftime and they... They gather everyone together and say, hey, what are you guys seeing out there? And your D coordinator has a great view of the field. He can see all 22 guys out there, and they're definitely going to have a lot of adjustments to make. And I think that's one of those things you can look at and say, mid-game, Dixie State is getting out-adjusted because they start off really well. The game plan at the start of the game is working, but... What you start off doing at the beginning of the game is not how you finish the game, and you need to continue to game plan and adjust throughout the game. And some of these Division One level coaches who have been around the block forever, they they know what to expect, and they've done a good job of adjusting against Dixie State. And there's that little fake play we're seeing the 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 highlights, and the entire Dixie State defense got hyped for that stop. Off the trick play, but they're going to need a stutter stop right now. And running backs for the Grizzlies are moving well. One of those guys is Junior Bergen, backup running back for the Grizzlies. And another freshman. So this team's pretty young, right? If they're playing with these guys this early, this often... Oh, man, I don't even want to think of what this team's going to be like in two, three years. Look out, Sam Houston. Is that why they went to the second string quarterback? Because he's a freshman, and Cam uh, Humphrey is a uh, senior. I guess so. If if your senior is only playing 
a hair better than your freshman, you might as well have your freshman out there. Yeah. And I and I think that's I was talking about that actually with Willstead and Tracy versus sorry, Willstead versus Oblad and Tracy. Oblad and Tracy are the younger guys. Willstead and likely as last year with the team. That's kind of the direction. You gotta you gotta plan for the future as well. Here's the handoff. Harris. Nope, this isn't Harris. And that's a touchdown. He'll walk in untouched. That's Junior Bergen for the Grizzlies score. And I know you guys out there, you can't see it. But the block that sealed the edge on this one was the difference maker. I'm not sure if it was a tight end or if it was a tackle that got out there to the near side. But there was a Dixie State defender who was crashing in uh, and... Montana just went ahead and chop-blocked them and, and cleared the way for the easy walk-in. This will be Moss, yes, with the extra point, who missed a field goal at some point in this game, and that will be up and through the score. 10-0. to zero. Dixie State trying to respond when we come back on offense. Still plenty of time left in this one, folks. Don't go anywhere. The Trailblazers could possibly still pull off this upset. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Get out to the forest and discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock. Let the kids connect to their roots. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah! Let's rock this jungle. Fresh air. What a glorious morning. Clean water. Woohoo! This is great. And endless surprises. Yo, this is untapped territory. How amazing. (laughs) Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing all across America. Despite having more than enough food available, there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids. But they need your help. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Nick Cannon here. So we all know we've got a lot of talent in America. But unfortunately, there's something else we've got way too much of. Childhood hunger. 17 million kids struggle with it in this country. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gather surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. If you're just joining us, Montana just 
scored the first touchdown of the game, but it's the second half, folks. We're in the third quarter. Well into it, the Trailblazers down 10 now as your score is 10 to nothing in Montana. No game here in St. George this week. That's all right. There'll be a game next week at Greater Zion Stadium. They'll host Tarleton State at 7 p.m. local time. Here's the return from your Trailblazers trying to get things going and won't get back towards the 20-yard line. Tackled up there at the 18. So this is a must-score drive for Dixie State. You got to get some points on the board somehow. Field goal, worst-case scenario, but you got to have your eyes set on a touchdown. And I think we're going to get Kenyon Oblad as the quarterback. We don't know who is going to be the quarterback. Any one of these drives is Coach Peterson is mixing it up, trying to keep the defense guessing, and this is Oblad, it seems, and that throw in and out of the hands of Cade Veach. Overthrown again. You just got, every time you see someone wide open, he just got so overthrown, I feel like. Wide open, right on the fingertips. Just gets too excited, I feel like. Just gets too jumpy. And here's Oblad trying to recover off that missed target. Looking in the middle of the field. Dangerous ball there is incomplete. Trying to hook up with Johnson again. Johnson has caught a couple slant passes, but outside of him, there hasn't really been a main target for Dixie State, and I'm still curious. What happened to Jalen Powell? Yeah, I have not seen Jalen Powell. That's what I'm curious to see. Like He has been your star receiver so far, and he is not even... Is he even in the game? I have not seen him. He's not on the board. They said he was an impact player today's game. He's not out there. I didn't see him get injured in the last game either. So maybe something happened in practice. Who knows, but that maybe is Maybe we'll be... see him on the sideline. Maybe we'll see a number zero in there somewhere. But here is... Yeah, that was an incomplete pass to Ricky Johnson, so fourth down. Another three and out. Another three and out for the Trailblazers, and... Will Stead and Oblad are talking things through on the sideline. And there is the punt. Another pretty good punt. This one has to come up. And that is fielded at the 48-yard line where the Grizzlies will take over. So not anything Dixie State could do there on that drive. And the momentum still furthering Bobby Hawk's squad. The UM Grizzlies. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. And the Montana Grizzlies will take over on offense up 10-0 against your Dixie State Trailblazers. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Grossman caught it in the flat, took up field, and had a lot of room in front of them. Wasn't until 
the 20-yard line, the 25-yard line of Dixie State Territory that Grossman was finally tackled down, and that sets up another drive into field goal range for the Grizzlies. They could add more points just like that. The Trailblazers trying to get things going on offense. Their defense has played as as well as you could possibly ask. They always do a good job holding down things in the first quarter. The second quarter, maybe things start to slightly slip, but they're still there. In the third quarter, they gave up a touchdown last drive and that big reception to Grossman. Cole Grossman only has... Eight more, eight other catches before this game, and already has two in this. Okay. So he has not been targeted that much before this game, but now he is playing amazing. It feels like. And that's Livingston Powgofi coming off the field. He is clearly shaken up, and that is a loss for Dixie State as he is one of the best D linemen on the team. Pistol set. Here's the snap. And the handoff. Harris has got it across the 20. And they're trying to strip the ball from him, and they cannot. And that will allow Harris to pick up the first down. And they're con- uh, they're controlling the line of scrimmage. And that's how you're going to win this game. Now, I think we have enough sample size to determine that Montana's not going to take a bunch of big shots down the field because I haven't really seen one yet, right? Not a legitimate. Especially trying out a new quarterback, too. Well, I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen a ball thrown over 15 yards in the air. I think it's about time we see this kid, you know, sling one loose. Well, if that's true, then it's time our safeties start creeping up even more. Well, because think about it. I mean, every, I mean, every drive we've seen so far it's been little plays. Five, six yards, four yards, six yards. Oh, there's a nine yard. Oh, okay, maybe an 11 yard. We're not seeing 20, 30, 40 yard plays. So. Until that last play. Yeah. It's all those extended plays, too. Yeah. So they're doing a good job containing. And here's the handoff to Harris again. And he's got the edge. And he'll be knocked out at the four. And kind of we've seen that run play a couple times where the quarterback opens up to the right but then kind of continues going a whole 180 degrees or 270 degrees and hands it off to the running back going the other way. So I think that's kind of doing a good job of fooling the defense. A little bit of a misdirection or a counter. And there is another run there from Harris. And not a lot, but the pile moves a little closer to the end zone. That ball will be... On the two-yard line. This is where you might see them do a little slant to Samuel uh, Ackham. Because he has their most targets in the red zone right now. Or will you just see a punch in by Harris, who has been amazing this drive, picking up three first downs? And that's a good call, Price. And it will go to Harris again. But he stopped in the backfield. That's Cajun Smith. Beshguix on the tackle for loss. And they crashed in that time. I think they knew it was going to be a run up the middle. They didn't. I don't think they knew it was going to be an outside run, especially at this side of the field and how close you are. So, again, it's all about the gambling part 
on the defense, just taking a guess at, hey, they're going to run up the middle. This is what we're going to do. Harris again with another carry, and he's stopped in the backfield. Tackle for loss there. That play is from Isaac Votu. So now is it, I think it's third down here. Yep. So now you got one more play. If you're Dixie State, I mean, do you do you send the blitz? Do you make no. him try and get a sack or because that time they tried to run to the outside and ooh, maybe got away with some helmet to helmet there. I I don't know if you can call it on that one. And here is the little screen pass. He's open to Roberts. Is, and that's a touchdown. The Grizzlies get on the board again. The score there from Grossman on the touchdown for the Grizzlies. So that was the running back open in the flat that time. And when he is wide open, what does that usually mean? It means the linebackers came in on a blitz, left him wide open out on the flat, and they had his two receivers out there setting up perfect blocks for him to just get in. That was actually six. the tight end. It wasn't the tight end the that tight was coming end. underneath. Grossman's the tight end, and Roberts and uh, Ackham were the blockers for wide receiver blockers. So I think it was the designed screenplay for to the tight end. Yeah, I mean it was nice. The little drag right across the field, underneath everyone, and plenty of room to run. And you're right, if a linebacker doesn't pick him up, I don't know if that's the coverage or if it was just a called blitz to leave Grossman open, but. You see on the replay here, a man in motion the other way, and Grossman came back towards the right side of the field, and there was no linebacker or safety who followed him. You had Nash putting pressure on the quarterback. You had two trailblazers who couldn't get off of blocks. And just like that, Montana starting to break things open. It's now 17 We'll take a break. When we come back, Dixie State will try. They'll keep trying to get things going on offense and put some points on the board there in Montana. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than cooking up a big meal for the whole family and lots of friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in our country who struggle with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids. But they can't do it without your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Willstead in the game now for DSU. His last throw on the run, almost complete, just falls incomplete. That's a situation that you almost feel like you should have just took it down and got the extra yardage. A little open, a window open that wasn't really there. I think he saw something. I don't think it was really there. And Willstead trying to make the most out of it. Not really a scrambler himself. Going to fake 
The handoff there, rolling out to the right. The throw on the money is complete to Cade Veach, number 86, for a gain of six. So now it's, you know, back-to-back plays. You get some good yardage. You're building something here. Now you got to get the roof on top. Now you got to finish it. You got to finish the drive off. You got to be able to come away with something here and just show the box score that, you know, we're not ignoring the box score. We want to get on it. I want to see it now. I want to see it happen. You've showed me, you know, a good amount of plays already. Now finish it off. And a designed quarterback keeper and Willstead will fall forward. Looks like he's going to be short. Six, seven, Willstead, all of them falling forward, but I don't think it's enough. And if you're at fourth and an inch, I think it's time you go for it. Willstead segling. He wants to go for it. An interesting call here. We've kind of seen a couple quarterback draws designed for Willstead earlier in the year. I mean, he's just so tall. Just dive forward. Yeah. But maybe doesn't have the speed of someone like Oblad or Tracy. And here is a fake. Oh, wow. And they're going for it, and that is incomplete. Holy smokes, the referees missed a brutal holding call. Holy smokes. On Trailblazers? No, on on, uh, Montana. You get a replay. Oh, my Lord. I cannot believe they got away with this. Look at the – it's not going to show it, but – at the top of the screen that time, they had someone lined up, and he was going for a court. Look at right there. Nope, you missed it again in the replay. But he was getting held. His whole body got turned as he was running the route. Now, I understand the ball didn't get thrown to that side, but maybe he would have if he didn't get held like that so ferociously. That was ridiculous. I mean, Will said had a lot of time, and he did kind of look right, right away. And so why don't you run it in that situation, though? Nah, I don't think there would have been enough room to run. And here is a man with plenty of space to roll for the Grizzlies. That's Bergen, the backup running back, getting down inside the tent. I think hibernation is over because the Grizzlies are here to play now. Another screen out to the flat, and no one is there to get him. And it's just kind of free-range you know, out there, no one's even near in the vicinity. But he did take a good hit that time. So, you know, those hits are starting to pile up. Did Punk Satani Phil see a shadow? I don't know. Com- that was 10 they're, months ago. Because they're coming out of hibernation. <laughs> That's the wrong <laughs> animal. <laughs> What's the thing where you... It's a groundhog. The groundhog sees a shadow. It, it's a new season. That's a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. It is. It is a scam. It's like but, uh, girls saying we're not compatible because we were born when the stars were aligned a certain way. It's a scam. I mean, I, I agree with you on that, but here's the handoff to Harris, and he will be tackled. Bergen, I'm pretty sure. At the five-yard line. Well, yep, it was Bergen. And he's the one that scored the touchdown, too. So I wonder if they could just, like, feed the hot hand right now. Yeah, when you're up 17 nothing. Almost into the fourth quarter. Why not get some other guys some touches? Dixie State with five, 60 linemen down there on the field and a, a good hit from Will Leota. But not going down are the Grizzlies running backs. Bergen again on the carry. 
Dixie State's been pretty stingy so far here in the red zone. They're making Montana work for their points here. And it's the bend, not break mentality, I think, that you've been saying all season long. Yep. Um, and they're bending, you know, pretty bad right now. Let's just see if they can stop them right here. Fourth and two. An option. Flipped forward. Grossman play the goal line. And a good stop there from Dixie State. I believe that's going to be short. Good push there from Will Leota to keep Grossman out of the end zone. Grossman signals forward. I think you're feeling a little optimistic about this. That that looked like there was well enough past the first down mark. They only uh, needed two yards. That was about a three-and-a-half-yard run right there. And that's another I was freshman. looking at the goal. I got the goal line stand, though. Stop the goal line. But, yeah, they did get they the, got the first, first down. down. So yeah. now they got another four downs uh, when they come back here in the fourth quarter. So the first down was right before the goal line. It was on the one-yard line. Gotcha. Yeah. And that is going to do it. Three quarters in the books. We're heading into the fourth, the one that matters the most. This will be the where the game is decided. Montana up 17 to nothing against your Dixie State Trailblazers. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hey, this is Reva McIntyre, and I wanted to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks collects surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Want to keep up to date with Trailblazers Sports? 91.3 The Blaze is the place to do so. You're here with me, Jacob Zimmerman, on the call, joined by Bryce Morris, joined by James Guerin, bringing you Dixie State action on a Saturday afternoon. And this is actually not the only Trailblazers sporting event going on right now. We would be also talking about the volleyball team. They would be playing here, but they're on the road today. James, you call all of the Dixie State volleyball games. I got the chance to call a game with you as well a few weeks ago. James, we've been watching closely our volleyball girls in action. And what's going on with them right now? So they're on the road against Seattle U right now, one of the better teams in the WAC as far as the standings go. Um, And so far, Dixie State is up two sets to none. 
Nice. And, and they are up 19 to 18 in the third set. So they're looking to bring those brooms out. Um, so far, the leading, you know, the top player uh, is Meg Trainer. She's got 10 kills out of 20 attacks. Um, also has six blocks, two aces, and two digs. So she's kind of doing a little bit of everything, kind of doing what Meg Trainer does. Um, yep. But Kate Hardy, nine kills and 12 attempts uh, with nine blocks. Nine kills on 12 attempts? Yes. Three errors. Yeah, I, so. I re- She's hitting six for 12. I remember with Hardy before the year, I kind of did some research on the team because I knew I was going to have to talk volleyball this year. And the percentages. James, you kind of taught me a lot about volleyball. You told me the, per- the hitting percentage is really crucial. And when I was looking at last year's, last year's girls, Kate Hardy's percentage was unreal. And she really didn't get used a lot last year. And so I'm glad they were checking the box score to see that she's one of the most efficient players on the team and speaking of dixie state sports we're back in action in this one in the fourth quarter and looks like montana just got in the end zone but you mentioned the volleyball team james i had mckenna nelson the libero on my show the jacob zimmerman show that's every thursday on 7 p.m no music full hour talk show i had mckenna nelson two weeks ago we talked about her team and about her, got to know her. That was awesome. And kind of how the team was going to prepare for the next game against Chicago State that they unfortunately did not win, but it looks like they picked up some wins since then. And we had Keith Davis from the football team on the show this last week, and we asked him about Montana and their game currently that's going on right now. And so far, not looking very good. For Dixie State. 23 to nothing is now the score after that touchdown, and things have really opened up. And yeah, we've seen this every week. We've seen it every week. It's the same story. And I don't know how many times you got to read the story and not get tired of it. I mean, I I just feel like something has to change. So, because everyone talks about you got to play 60 minutes, you got to play 60 minutes. And that's true. You got to play 60 minutes. You can't play 30 minutes and then play an okay second half and expect to win. That's that's not how this game works. So maybe it's halftime adjustments that are always the reason why. Well, I think that Dixie State's just getting out-adjusted. I mean, every first quarter they start out, it's pretty close. It is. We've been on the call for all these games, and... Trailblazers have been hanging in through the first quarter. There's never been a blowout just in the first quarter. And then our first quarter did really good this time. And I was talking about the time yeah. of possession that we had mm-hmm. was like seven minutes was the most. But now in this in this third quarter was the least amount of time possession that we've ever had in this third quarter. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we only had, I think it was three minutes on our worst. I'll try to find that stat. Yeah. I, 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 I also wanted to add, and I didn't say it at halftime, but. Montana for the entire season in that third quarter, they've given up zero points. And yet again, zero points in the third quarter. So maybe it is Montana that comes out with these second half adjustments uh, because they put up 14 in that quarter. So now they're outscoring opponents 56 to nothing in the third quarter on the season. And that talk about, you know, halftime adjustments and coming out 
playing strong, and, and that's been the story of Montana pretty much all season. The time of possession that you mentioned, Price, I remember at halftime it was like 14 to 15, and now it's 17 to 27 in favor of the Grizzlies. Yeah, so we did not get a lot of time that time. A lot of three, all three and outs. I don't know if we got a first down in the third quarter. That also was the case. I forget which game it was. It might have been UC Davis or Weber State. There was one of those games. Yeah, it was same probably- state, same situation. Third quarter, no first downs. Uh, that's something that we need to. It's now six to twenty-two. Is the first down comparison? Wow. If we could have a first half again. If you're a fan of sports, tonight, Wilder taking on Fury. This is their third matchup. Has has Fury won both of them? No, it's split right now. They wouldn't make a third if a guy won two of them. <laughs> they only do a third one if it's tied after so two. So I know the famous one is Wilder. Well, Tyson Fury's pretty famous, too. No, I'm saying... The fight that is the famous one is Wilder. The last one? Wilder knocks Fury down in the last round. Fury gets up. It was yeah. after ten seconds, by the way, but they let him keep fighting, and then he he wins. Yes. So there was one before that. Or was the one since? It was then? a couple of years ago, but um, was that this, one for the championship? And Wilder won. Yeah, these are all. These have all been title. So they've oh, each yeah. won one time. This is to see who, you know, gets the <laughs> advantage. A little fight game talk here on 91-3. The kickoff is underway. Was that a fair catch? Was that a touchback? It was a fair catch on a kickoff, and I don't think he was in the end zone. You can do that. In college football, you can do that, and I think it's a stupid rule. But you can fair catch it from anywhere on the field, and you get it at the 20 or the 25, wherever they decide to put it now, like as a normal really? touchback. It's all about player safety now. They want to prevent people from getting clocked on returns and and getting whiplashed and concussed. and So they're just trying to make it safer, which is why they moved the kickoff farther already. So if you're a kicker, you can't kick it from the end zone from the 35-yard line. You can't kick the ball 65 yards in the air. You, something's wrong. Unless you're Justin Tucker. <laughs> so I'm looking at the third quarter only stats. Uh, they had 15 total yards in that quarter for Dixie State. Um, can you see time of possession? I can. 337 for Dixie State, 1123 yeah, for see- Montana. So they got absolutely dominated. In that third quarter, they only had 10 total plays. Any first downs? No. They had 10 plays for 15 yards in that in that third quarter. Go back. Okay. Go to comparison. Go to quarter and half. The third one in the, in the above the fourth. There you go. Click that. There you go. Aha. There you go. Here we go. I was looking for that. The breakdown stats quarter by quarter. The end of the first half, it was three nothing. Thirty seconds into the fourth quarter, it's twenty four nothing. So the third quarter, just all season long, the Grizzlies have been dominating, and that the third quarter has kind of also been where the Trailblazers get exposed the most. And uh oh, we have an injured Blazer on the field. 
Kyle Ford is injured and is getting helped off. So yeah, Kyle Floyd. Is it Floyd? Six foot. Yep, Floyd. Oh, my bad. Six foot, 180 freshman from California. Flies come in. Kyle Floyd. And there's a penalty. Ball starts on the offense. Always want everybody to be okay in this game, and you got to hope Floyd is all right. So that would add to an abundance of injuries for the Trailblazers on the season. And there's the throw from Oblad, who's back in, and that one is incomplete. Couldn't connect with McEwen, and that's that's got to be frustrating. There's been a couple of plays where Oblad has had an open tight end in the flat coming across the field, and he just can't connect on an easy pass. And Oblad back in the shotgun, man to the left, three receivers to the right, looking right. Here's the throw, and he's got a man. He's open. That's caught. That is complete to Cade Veach. Cade Veach, the 6'7", 235-pound freshman from Arizona. Veach, just as tall as Wilstead out there, but Oblad's throwing in the ball, and here's the run. That one is to Kennedy Robles. Robles picks up just a few. And Robles right now averaging around four yards a carry. So he's doing what you're asking of him, but he's not making the second guy miss. And so that that's really what Dixie State is missing from this run game is not just being able to average four, but can, can you extend it? He only has two yards since halftime. He's a deep ball. Caught. And, and a flag. Did that ball hit the ground? Ricky Johnson with a great play if that's actually a grab. Was that one-handed too? And if it's not, it doesn't matter. There's a flag either way. So, wow, I want to get a replay on that. That was a deep bomb, and Ricky Johnson was the intended target. He had the ball at the end of it, but did it hit the ground at any point? And usually when the home team doesn't show a replay, it usually means it, 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 it's a catch or something good for the other team. When the home broadcast doesn't show a replay, they know that it's going against them. So they're picking up the flag. There's Amen. no flag on the play, but it's a catch. Wow. Here's the replay now, James. A deep bomb to Ricky Johnson, who had a stride and kind of a diving grab. Wow, he wow, didn't get it with one hand. That is insane. Ricky Johnson had two hands out there. That ball kind of just stuck and was still in the air. Wow. Ooh. I don't think it hit the ground. I think his hand was underneath it. The The ball was going to hit the ground, but his hand kind of like flipped back. What an insane grab. How do you come up with that? And Oblad on the run, stepping up, crosses the line of scrimmage and is tackled at the 10. So that is the biggest play we've seen in weeks from the Trailblazers is Ricky Johnson. That one kind of caught me off guard as it didn't really look like a completion when I saw it live. And then the replay was just insane. 
Sports Center top ten. That's a nominee yeah, right there. That was a forty-seven yard catch right there. Kind of. And they're gonna show it again. That's insane. He really did catch this with just one hand, and that ball almost bounced rolled off. off of his hand. Yeah, almost rolled off. And we have a final in Seattle. Dixie State bringing out the broom. Yeah. As they defeat Seattle U in three sets, 25-20, 25-21, and 25-21. So that's two wins in a row now on the road for this Trailblazer team. I think they're finally starting to get their uh, their grip together. So I'm excited for next Thursday. Yeah. So I think that's... it's Grand Canyon. We've played them before. We've pretty much dominated them last time. But What time, James? I think it's at 6... So it's right before your show. Hope well, I'll be texting you throughout my show <laughs> and getting those live updates from you. But yeah, put some respect on the volleyball team out here. It's not just football and basketball around here, folks. Volleyball is legit too. And I think out of all the teams in Division One, with all these sports teams testing out their first season in D one, I think the volleyball team actually is competing with the pack in D1 the best. Out of all out of all our sports here at Dixie State, I think our volleyball team is is playing well up to Division 1 standards. And that throw to the end zone is incomplete, but there's a flag down back towards the line of scrimmage. They got the defense to jump off sides there. And we'll, we will get the final word, but yeah, Price, it looked like there was something at the line of scrimmage and if Dixie State can Get this. Yep. Offsides on the defense. You'll take that all day long, but it'll still be third down for the Blazers. And yep. Oh, it was two of them. So Got two of them jump offside. Some sort of hard count there. Third and one. Two tight ends in motion. Here's the handoff to Kennelly Robles, and that one is swallowed. In the backfield, a lot of gray sweats and helmets in there. I think they held him short of the first down. But you're on the five, three-yard line? You're on the three- or five-yard line. You go for it here, right? In this situation? Yeah, you have to. You, you need to. I don't. Putting a three on the scoreboard doesn't look too great. Put oh. a seven on there, and that yeah. one is going to be close. But I don't know if they got enough push. Was it inches? Fourth and inches line. or fourth and one? Maybe that would be where you bring in Willstead because he's 6'7 and could just fall forward. And they'll give it to him. So the first down is there. Oblad picking it up on the quarterback keeper. Looks like number 72 was limping. I'll see if they'll... That'll be... Ty Hyde was limping. I don't know if he's going to stay on the field, but. And here is the snap in shotgun. Looking left to the end zone. Up in the air and nearly intercepted. Bobby, excuse me, Robbie Hawk, coach's son, got his hands on that. <laughs> We're not even sure if he's the coach's son. I, uh, <laughs> son, grandson, nephew. Who knows? Distant cousin. He's got the same name 
the same spelling. And just a good play there. Second and goal. Here's the snap. Here's the handoff to Robles. Robles down right alongside the goal line, but I think he's going to be an inch short. Let's get a passing touchdown here. Let's get it to Keith Davis on a screen. Yes. Oh, hurry up offense. Read off. Johnson, bottom of your screen. Here's the run to Robles. That one is nowhere. Nothing irritates me more as a football fan. When you are on the one-yard line and you hand it off from the shotgun, nothing irritates me more than that because you have nine guys flying in trying to make a stop and you're handing the ball off three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's just, that's not smart football. Like, I just, ugh. It's an irritating play, Jacob. It's, it's like doing the draw on second and 25. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Doing the draw. I mean, it basically is a draw. Look, he's four yards behind the line of scrimmage. And see? Oh. And uh uh-oh. Is that a fumble? It is. Montana has it. They're going the other way. Their defense lateraling it back. They're still trying to turn points on the scoreboard. And he's finally taken down at the 45-yard line. What happened there? Obad was looking for a pass, nothing there, so he held on to it, got hit, and ball came out. That ball just popped up in the air. Now, we're going to need to see if this was a incomplete pass or a fumble. Well, he is number 12, and he might have fumbled while he was tucking the ball back in. <laughs> So maybe he might get the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Ref is saying something. We don't it's know. Something on the defense. He's pointing. Is there a flag out? I'm not sure what that motion is. I'm not unsure what any of these Side calls line are. Sideline warning right there? Yeah, I think so. Their first warning of the game. And let's see this. Oblat trying to make something happen. He got hit as he was trying to make a play. You're right. It was not an incomplete pass. It was a fumble and a little bit of a lateral. Maybe that lateral was forward or or something. Is that what the flag was on? I don't know. That wow, still looks like that a good lateral, forward? though. Maybe. I don't know how you make that call when you're not perfectly like lined up with the ball. I don't know. I don't know why you would lateral it. But... We will take a break here on 91.3. When we come back, the fourth quarter is still underway. It's 24 to nothing in Montana. Don't go anywhere, folks. Dixie State could still put some points on the board. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. 
The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance so common with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Montana University hosting the Trailblazers of Dixie State. This one's still going on. It's 3.56 local time here in St. George. And a football game is still underway. 24 to nothing with 10 minutes left to go in this one. Montana, one of the best teams in all of Division I FCS play. And the Trailblazers in their first Division I FCS fall schedule trying to get some respectability and hang close with the Grizzlies. So it'll be first and 10 pistols set where Montana takes over from the 25 and this is Xavier Harris on the carry once again but that one's going nowhere. Tyrell Grayson in the backfield for the tackle. And Grayson, one of the leading tacklers. I think he has the most tackles on the team this year. And Chris Brown still in the game. Five receivers set. He's alone back in the shotgun. Looking towards the sideline for a different play. 4-3 defense from Dixie State. Two safeties back deep. Facing pressure and he's sacked. In the backfield. That's a sack from Leighton Tanavosa for the Trailblazers. Or was this defense the rest of the half? Are these well, both tackles for loss, back-to-back plays? It was a tackle for loss and a sack. Mm, maybe got away with a uh, hands-to-the-face there. On Dixie State, kind of took a swat at the quarterback and hit him in the face mask. So Cyrus Webster in there on that play, too. Now, if you're Dixie State, you can't give up this first down. You can't do it. Third and 16. Stepping up in the pocket. Chris Brown taking off. Making a guy no miss. No way. Bounces oh, to the outside. Four. Junior University of Montana. I think is very impressive. We actually have two trailblazers shaken up, and we will talk about that more after this break. When we come back, trailblazers trying to hold Montana from reaching the end zone once again. This is 91-3, bringing you trailblazer football with Jacob, James, 
and price. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazer football, it's still going on here on a Saturday afternoon in Montana. We're back here in St. George, though, on Dixie State campus in the Jennings Building in the Radio Dixie Studios, now called the 91.3 The Blaze Studios. And, James, there was a penalty we found in the in the play-by-play of this game that we were really confused on. We didn't know what this Hold on, hold on. Touch, oh! Touchdown, Dixie State! Strip sack? I think that might have been a fumble before he was down. I think. If, if that's true, Jevin Chandler just interrupted me with a touchdown and Wow. I think that was out. Talk about unexpected. I think that was out. I, absolutely. We got to get a replay on this because I was about to talk about some penalty we have never heard of before. But then just like that, the Trailblazers get a sack. Looked like they blitzed everybody. It was engaged eight out there and. uh a good strip wow. sack and took at the distance. And they're not going for two. What? Why? And they're not even going to. No, review. they're going for oh, two. Okay, there he is. I thought it was the field goal unit. And so that was Devin Chandler on that last score. And Oblat throwing on the mm. money, and it is off target. Might so, as well onside it now. So Dixie State, we got to get a replay on this. Uh, Chris Brown drops back. He gets hit. The ball comes out. He kind of just lost it. And then Devin Chandler scooped it up, 
and took it the distance. So the Dixie State defense says, offense, you're not going to score. That's okay. We'll put, puts, we got we'll your put back. points on the board ourselves. <laughs> Kind of, he kind of just lost it. Who, who was that that stripped it out? It wasn't really anybody. It kind says of just it was forced it. by Dylan Hendrickson. And then it was picked up by Devin Chandler. So Dylan Hendrickson. Hendrickson was in there. Was the one that forced it. Devin Chandler just found something on the ground and was like, I'm going to take this back to the house. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's this? And then there's a flag on the play. That was against Dixie State. It looks like that was declined. So, yeah, it's 24 to 6 now. So, the goose egg is over. But the offense didn't score, folks. That's right. The defense, the Dixie State defense, and Devin Chandler putting points on the board themselves. So, a rare, kind of a rare mistake from Chris Brown. In the offense. Let's look at his stats on the day. Brown, 19 of 29, 231, one touchdown at a pick, 66% completion rate, 136.9 rating in the fumble. Two fumbles. He fumbled one in the first quarter. Ah. So, yeah, he's kind of been a little sloppy holding on to the ball, but 19 of 29 for 231 is that's a pretty good performance from your quarterback. And Peterson trying to get the word from the official. And trying to read the lips of these guys' conversations. I cannot, but uh, I, I know for sure there's a disagreement going on there. And you have... You got your coach, Hawk, for Montana. Talking to his guys. Getting set for another possession. As we're waiting for the kickoff here, and camera is on Chris Brown, kind of talking things through with his guys, asking Chris, what happened? Ah, man, they just came in with a good pass rush and got the ball stolen from me, and they took it the other way. <laughs> so a kickoff is about to go down. There's 7.37 on the clock. I think Dixie State will attempt an onside here. They have nothing to lose, and... I don't know what a, we're watching. A drop, a drop kick, onside kick. That's what it was. Wow, I've never seen that. The kicker just started running with the ball and then kicked it. As soon as it hit the ground, it went the 10 yards. That's a sneaky play. This is the replay in here. Your kicker runs out, knocks that down. Did the ball even hit the ground before he hit it? Who knows? And uh, went 10 yards, but that is a good recovery there. From Robbie Hawk. See, here's the analysis. If you're going to do that, you got to kick it harder. If there's guys lined up at the 11-yard mark, you got to kick it hard. You can't you can't kick it soft because then it's a bang-bang play at the 10-yard the 10-yard mark. If you kick it soft, it's easier for them to pick it up, for easy for them to predict the bounce. I I know that in high school when we want to do an onside, there was talk of just if there was a guy lined up directly in front of the kicker, just kick it as hard as you can right at him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Harris kicked bounces it, it outside. Kicked it right at him, but not very hard. Yeah, like the idea would be you kick it so hard at him that he can't catch it. It just ricochets off his pads right back to your team. The first successful drop kick 
was in 1941. We were talking about this last broadcast. No, we were. We were. We were talking about the last... The last person to do it. A dropkick field goal? Yeah, in a game, in an NFL game. Do you know who it is, Price? It was a Patriot, if I'm It right. was a Patriot. Patriot in 2008. Six. I, six? Mm-hmm. Wasn't, was it Vin Terry? No. No. It wasn't Brady, was it? No. Well, I don't think Brady would be able to. But it was a Patriot? It was a Patriot, though. I, I remember, I remember seeing. Ocho Cinco? No. He just kicked it. How could. Oh, Joe Cinco then never played for the Patriots. Yeah, he did for like he one did, year. Like one oh, year. Yeah. We did kick field goals for the Bengals. Yeah, he had like one or two, we I think. We talked about this like last week. How have I already forgotten? You don't remember who it is? <laughs> 2006 on it, the, the it New England Patriots. It's, it's a name that you'll know. It's not Will Brady. I be mad at myself? Bledsoe. No. He wasn't on the Patriots I in 06. It's an older quarterback. Older than Brady. And you would have been the second string. You know? No, he was the third string back then. <laughs> he was so old by then that I he, give up, he really didn't play that. Doug Flutie. Oh. <laughs> he kicked it? Yeah, he did. Oh. <laughs> Pull up the video of that, James. And there's a throw complete inside the 10-yard line. That went to Roberts. So, yeah, Mitch Roberts. Wide receiver, 6'1", 200, out of Missoula, Montana. So he did not have to go anywhere to play college football. He stayed home. Pistol set. Here's the handoff. And will fall forward for a couple yards is Bergen. The running game for the Grizz team has been doing really good, has been holding this team together. And after the second half, Dixie has not been able to really hold them in check. Right about that. They have 172 rushing yards to go along with over 200 passing yards. And here's a handoff again. And falling forward right around the goal line. Is that it? Oh, it's short. They're going to mock him short. Wow. That was close. Could have gone either way. Junior Bergen, freshman running back. Looked like that ball might have crossed the plane. Let's see the replay right here. He, yep, that's a touchdown. Yeah, they need to review that. But Dixie State will take it. Side judge called it short. How do you call that short, the side judge? Anyway, that's a touchdown. Chris Brown jumps on the pile. If I'm the running back here, I'm giving my quarterback a glare on the way back (laughs) to the sideline. Give the man the ball. He was inches short of the goal line. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, that was Bergen's touchdown. Wow. It is 17-10 at halftime. That was Chris Brown's first touchdown. The Nittany Lions are beating the, what is the mascot of the Hawkeyes? The Hawkeyes. So that is a close game. You got Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt on that call. You got Boise State beating BYU 23-10 to at the end of the third. Whoa. Whoa. Uh Cougar fans, Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Upset alert. (laughs) It was bound to happen. Yeah. For this game right here, the Trailblazers are down 
31 to 6. When we come back, hopefully, your Trailblazers find the end zone once again. Don't touch that dial. You're listening 91 3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. So, you know, I'm a dog and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. It's Trailblazer football on a Saturday afternoon. Not in St. George at Greater Zion Stadium, no. They're on the road versus Montana, one of the best teams in all of FCS Division I play. The sixth-ranked team in the nation in Dixie State has a lot of tough opponents in the schedule this year. If you haven't been keeping up with the squad, They're 0-4 on the year. They've faced Weber State. They've faced UC Davis. They've faced South Dakota State. And now Montana. All those teams I just named are ranked opponents. They'll face Delaware and Sam Houston and even Missouri State, who are all ranked later in the year. We're back in action here. Five minutes left in this one. And... Something I'd like to see here from Dixie State, I think we've seen enough of Oblad. I think we've seen him play enough. Let's see Kobe Tracy. Yes. See what he can do. Do we put him in in this game? Yeah. Yeah. What what do you got to (laughs) lose? Nothing. I mean, you really don't have much to lose here. You get the experience. And something that I found kind of entertaining and interesting today was someone was talking about Alabama and how it seems like they never miss a beat. And it's because when they blow these teams out, their backups play for the whole second half. So when they do that three, four, five times a year and those other guys graduate, those backups have already played four full games. <laughs> well, you got top-ranked backups. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But they're getting that experience because they're playing in games that are 50-0, you know, like games that their starters can't get hurt for, so they put in their backups and they still dominate. So it it's just a never-ending cycle. Well, we still got Oblad starting for us. 
we got McDonald's in the game right now. We've seen KFC as well. We have not seen Burger King. Yeah, I think they're hating on Burger King. It's too expensive, I think. If you don't know what we're referring to earlier, uh, James, you made the point about Paul Pearson going back and forth between the quarterbacks as if a girlfriend couldn't decide where to go out to eat for food. And uh, we said, oh, Vlad was McDonald's. We said Willstead was KFC, and uh, they were driving back and forth, couldn't decide each one, and uh, we still haven't seen Burger King (laughs) in uh, Kobe Tracy. I mean, I don't know what they're doing here. Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, Oblad's played enough. I mean, are you trying to are you trying to pad his, his stat? I mean, I don't know. And he is swallowed. In the backfield, took a lick there from a bunch of a bunch of Grizzlies. What's the color on their jersey, James? That's a maroon. Maroon, maroon. Yeah. or yeah. burgundy. I mean, you can pick either yeah, one. I'm kind of colorblind, so I it's maroon. Didn't want to say the wrong color. I really don't believe that. Hmm? I really don't think you're colorblind. Are you, you telling me red that these red blind? squares in here right now are not red? They are, James. You want to know something, James? I'm colorblind too, actually. (laughs) Just red, though. I think it's just red because I I took the test thing and it said just red. Just red? Yeah. I get it from my dad. So, what do you see when you look at their pants? I I see red. What else am I supposed to see? Okay, okay, okay. I am technically red, green, colorblind, but this is the same case with blue and purple because there is red and purple. But. It is not an individual color on its own. That is very obvious. The Trailblazers helmet is very red. Well, that's because you know it's red. But when there's a color like maroon. Like like the maroon. Like they have on. Or there's something that's not obvious. It's not the same shade of color that you see in the rainbow or on colored pencils. Right. It's not as easy to see. You know, and when those colors mix and merge and you have those colorblind tests... That's where I, I can't see him. And so there's, I mean, I don't want to say, to me that looks pinkish red, the maroon out there. Dixie's putting a drive together right now. Good catch. That catch is by Michael Morton. And he, this is, and now Dixie has a drive going. We might, now we're at the 20-yard line. Might as well get double digits. <laughs> Michael Moten on the grab, trying to get things a little closer on the box score. We're trying to get our second game ever with double digits. Yeah. And Oblad, looking to the end zone. He's got him in. Oh, he's it's caught. caught. It. It's Was his foot in? Oh, back to oh, What? Wait, one guy what? saying touchdown, one guy saying incomplete. Back judge is ruling him out, saying nope. He dropped it. And we're going to get a better look at this one. Do you guys even have 88 on your roster? It's 86. 86? That's Veach. <laughs> it's Mr. Veach. I thought. No. See, see, when his, when his jersey is oh, folded up right folded. there at the 6, it looks like an 8. You, you saw it, too. His jersey bunched up. That's a. Oh, that's he, not a grab. That, he dropped it. Did he drop it? It hit the, it hit the ground. Oh, he uh. did. So that's why the back judge said, nope. And the one, the side judge couldn't see it though. Yeah, so it was a good play, underthrown, but it was a good play. If he could have held on to it, 
Let's see Mr. Davis here. Is yes. he in there? Is he up top? Uh, I think he's in the slot. Maybe he's out. Throw to the end zone. Oh. Diving grab. Incomplete. That was actually Conley that time lined up. Why not? Just gun it. Yeah. At, where's the right side of the old? Where? What the? Where was? What's that guy's name again? <laughs> where was our right tackle? Yeah, Panfalov. That's what. I, that's exactly. What, it's like where's our right tackle? They got two guys crashing at the quarterback, and the tackle is like five yards outside <laughs> of them. See, there he is. Bro. Nice. Oh, caught. Nice. That one caught inside the five. That one's caught by Moten. I don't see Keith Davis out there. Yeah, it's backup time. I don't see. Oblad's still out there. Yeah, everyone but Oblad. He, he needs the experience. He's putting together a drive, though. And we've seen the Trailblazers put together some very late fourth quarter touchdown drives. Recently, and here's a throw on the slant. That was complete. Cade Veach, Dixie State, touchdown. Go for two. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you got to make it close. 31 14 doesn't look like a blowout. Yeah, it team. looks a lot better than, uh, well, 31 12. For, that, for but that 31, RPI. Yeah, I mean, 31 14 actually looks really, really good. So, first offensive touchdown in this game. Let's go. See, there is Keith. Yeah, he's right there. 6'7", yeah. 235, freshman. He's going to be a big body for years there to come. There he is. There's Keith right there. Oh, no. Veach again. Veach points. Two point. Let's go. Onside? <laughs> <laughs> Try the drop kick do again. Do they do the onside? You know, I miss. They need to. So, so back when I first started kicking, the rule back then was for onside kicks, you didn't need it to touch the ground before you got it. You could just pooch kick it up in the air and then have your team run underneath it and grab it. So I used to be able to do that, but now they changed the rule to where the ball has to hit the ground. In college? In any sport. It has to hit the ground before the kicking team recovers it. Which is why everyone just kicks it on the ground to begin with for an onside kick. Back in the day, you used to see people pooch it. Well, I feel like that only got changed a few years ago, right? It did. But why did they even change that? Because because guys like me, not to brag, but you could. <laughs> I used to be able to kick the ball and pooch it about 12 yards down the line, but in front of the gunners. And so when you get those gunners going and there's guys standing there waiting for this pooch kick... You get this big old collision. It's just yeah. too. It's too many injuries. So that's why they took. That's why they got rid of it. One time, I had an onside kick kicked towards me. I recovered it, and then about three seconds later, someone speared me in the helmet. And that onside kick, I mean, that kind of just right rolled him. right to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no weird bounces at all. That kind. Of, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to practice an onside kick. Especially when you don't do it a lot. It's so hard. Like, one little placement that you kick off can totally ruin how the ball rolls, how it spins. So, you know, 
for onside kick, did you just try to make it as crazy as possible yeah, now? Yeah, so basically you just got to make it spin because, you mean, you don't ever really know what a football is going to bounce. You like you don't know what direction it's going to bounce in. You have an idea, but I, how many times do we see fumbles on the ground and guys are like flying in for it and they misjudge? Where it bounces and they go all the time. They go right past the ball. That just reminds me of when I was like a little kid trying to grab it and it's just like bouncing in weird directions and then I'm like trying to back up to get it or something. Exactly. I mean it's still it's like that for everyone. Got a new quarterback in the game. I think this is Cam Humphrey. Is it Cam? It's not. It is Robbie Patterson. That guy hasn't had Simpson. Oh, that was the guy who caught okay, yeah, Robbie Patterson. So is Humphrey just he's done. I mean, I haven't seen Patterson on the stat sheet all season for Makes Montana. So. Smith Bajgerwicz throws him down, pick up a three. I think it's funny how our our broadcasts, kind of when the game gets out of hand a little bit, we kind of turn into uh, Eli and Peyton on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those already. They haven't done them in like two weeks. Really? Yeah, thought- they haven't done them the last couple of weeks, and I've been kind of upset about that but i'm not the only one though a lot of people are are busy they're like where where are they why aren't they on here well you hear the thing about uh manning won't do tom brady's games good wait (laughs) why would he why would he i wouldn't do it he refuses to do tom brady's he won't do tom brady's games he won't call tom brady's you know why because peyton manning is not woke ladies and gentlemen (laughs) he understands so that's going to be game for us. It's a little bit of a rivalry, and that is the final. The Trailblazers came back to make it a close one, 31-14. to 14. Guys getting together at midfield, congratulating each other. Good sportsmanship. We like to see it. But that is your final for Minnesota. The Trailblazers couldn't Montana, quite... not Minnesota. Sorry. From Montana. Excuse me. Good call out there. Montana. That is the final. 31 to 14. We'll take a break. Come back. Have our Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln post game show. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you hear? Quash. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? What's up? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think you would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. We have a final from Montana. The Grizzlies defeat the Trailblazers 31-14. to It was a good game there at the end, folks, with the Trailblazers. Made it closer than it appeared. That first half was really fun to watch. Dixie State was only down three going into halftime. The offense was at stalemate all day. Day, but the defense really showed out there in the first half and even a little bit at the start of that third quarter. Let's kind of highlight some of those defensive players that performed really well because the defense was definitely the dominant side of the football for Dixie State. Malaki Malaki, 17 total tackles. Wow, that might be the most any Trailblazer has had in any game this year. Tyrell Grayson right behind him with 14. Willie owed a big day, had a tackle for a loss, had a pick, had 11 uh, tackles himself. And then Nash, Fotu, and Webster with nine, nine and eight tackles behind them. So some Dixie State studs on defense showed up today, but you can only perform so well on defense when your time of possession is that out of hand. The final time of possession differential, 25 40 to 32-48, and a lot of that uh, came at the very end for Dixie State. Looking at offense, Kenny Noblad had 208 yards in the air. He was 16-30, had a touchdown, had a pick, 53% completion rate, has some decent throws on the night, but there were a few plays where he definitely overshot his target, and that kind of caught him, cost him two touchdowns. Kenley Robles, Drew. Had 46 yards in the first half. Only finished with 56. Kind of didn't get the same amount of carries in the second half, but it makes sense when you have to play from behind. Didn't see much from Conley this game. Powell, he was nowhere to be found. Jalen Powell probably was injured some we, somewhere in practice or last game, and we did not get an appearance from him today. But Ricky Johnson led the way with 92 yards and five grabs, so that is a positive sign for the Trailblazers. Uh, Moten caught a couple grabs there at the end of garbage time. He had 42 yards. And Keith Davis, who came on 91-3 the Blaze, to do an interview with me on my show back on Thursday at 7, had three grabs for 37 yards, and he almost found the end zone. He almost did. He was close. But looking at those rushing yards, I mean, Rushing yards kind of tell the story each game for Dixie State. Only 35 total in this ball game. You did have 226 passing yards, but it wasn't even as as much as the Grizzlies had. I'm going to transition this over to you guys. We've got Price Morris. we got James Guerin in here to do the Ken Garve St. George for Lincoln postgame show. Guys, I want to know what your thoughts are from this game. Um, well, I'm going to tip my hat off to Dixie State. Um, I know I'm a little bit more harsher on them than maybe the average fan is, but they showed me today that 
you know, there's signs of life out there. Maybe not offensively, but defensively. They've showed to me today that, you know, they can keep things under control. Uh, they can make some big plays. We had a couple of sacks tonight. One, obviously, getting fumbled and us returning it all the way. Um, so the defense is not the issue. And I think we can all agree that it's never really ever been the issue. Um, but with that being said, uh, the running game looked better today as well. It's the best we've seen all year long. Um, and I'm going to just come out and say it. This is probably the best game that they've played all season. You know, they may not have put up as much points as they did against UC Davis. Um, but this was a better team effort all the way around. I don't know if you can look it up for me really quick, but the longest play of the game, I don't think was, was, was longer than 40 yards for Montana. I know it was that catch. Well, we we had a 47 Dixie state had a 47 yarder. Yes. What? The longest was 30 reception was 30 yards. The longest rush was 21. So yeah. Only two plays above 20 yards. Then don't break. Well, there's another thing. Go to big plays on the uh, on on plays, and then there's something that says big plays. It showed up on mine, um, but it was basically go to notes and docs. I'm pretty sure it's under there, but there's there was something that I ran into. Maybe I can pull it back up. But I think I think Dixie has done a good job all year long of not giving up a. Hail Mary bomb in the secondary, like in the first half. That has not happened yet this season, but, you know, they have been giving up a lot of 10 yards here, 11 yards there, 12 yards there, and that's why the first down comparison is what it is, 27 to 13. And then Dixie State was 2 of 13 on third down. That's what really killed them. You know, as crazy as it is to say, if maybe just a couple plays go the other way, James, this could have been a one-possession game. Yeah. I oh, guess Vlad you could finds say that. Davis in the first half. In the yeah, end and then there was that other one over the, uh, I want to say it was over the tight end. And then if uh, it might have been Ricky Johnson doesn't stumble and that ball doesn't get intercepted, that could have been a touchdown grab. A lot, of, a lot of what-ifs. So a lot of red zone opportunities that we didn't capitalize on. Yeah, because and our defense did everything it needed to today. That's the hard part is that our defense played well enough to win this game. And sure, they gave up some points there in the third quarter once the game got out of hand. But if the offense had had a few touchdowns, I don't think the defense gives gives those up. If Montana didn't get momentum in the third quarter and just went on a scoring, because the third quarter made it or break it, right after the second half. Well, I feel like the, the theme of this year is that the defense keeps the offense in the game, and then when the third quarter starts and the offense has a three and out, the defense kind of is just like, well, we're we're defending them for nothing. Yeah. And then then from there, it, it almost seems like it's like there's a change mentally, and then that's what let it gets out of hand. It Not, is frustrating as a defense to see your offense. You work so hard for that offense to get out there, and then they just go three and out, three and out. And they they put up a touchdown before Dixie State's offense. Yes, they so did. You have to be feeling for the defense. But 
the defense made plays too. That's a, another frustrating thing is they yeah. they had two fumbles, an interception. They made plays. They made they made stops, and it's just like if the if our offense can capitalize on uh, turnovers on red zones, like we had the chance to be in that game all the way, but it was just the capitalizing, finishing the plays, finishing drives. It's just that was what we needed to work on, and honestly, if we played really good on both sides until the times we needed to capitalize. Your guys' final thoughts on this game before I mention who we play next week. Any final message? You got to take this momentum and carry it into next week. You're winless. You don't really have much to lose. So just come into next week prepared, but not get over your head. Um, we, this is a familiar team that we're Carlton. going up against. Yeah, it's a familiar team. So played them twice in spring ball. You watch, you watch the film from today. Uh, you, you you figure out what could we have done better, and what did we do good, and you take that and you go into next week, and you use those same things that were successful today, and you use them again for next week. Now they may not be the same team strategy wise, but. I mean, hey, different things work for different reasons. So back in the spring, I remember because I was on a call for a couple of these games. That first one, they won 26-14 to at Tarleton State. But then they hosted Tarleton State a few weeks later, and it was a completely different story. They lost 15-37. to Now, there might have been, been a guy who didn't play in that first game or something that made it switch around, but... Dixie is a team that can hang with Tarleton, and I've had that game kind of circled on my calendar as a very winnable game. And if you're going to go to a game at any point this year, this season for Dixie State at Greater Zion Stadium, I got news for you. I think going to Tarleton this Saturday at 7 p.m., that's the 16th, that is the game to go to. Or you can go to the game the following week, versus Stephen F. Austin for the homecoming game. But we'll leave you with that next week. Taking on Tarleton, best of luck for Dixie in that one. We'll have the call right here again on 91.3. I'm Jacob Zimmerman. That's James Guerin and Price Morris making his first appearance with us. Thanks, Price, for coming on. We're going to send you guys out with that. Your final once again, 31-14 from Montana. Have a good afternoon, everybody. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information about Dixie State Athletics, go to DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.